Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we continue our top 100 favorite movies ever. This is part eight, the 20s, 20 through 29. So far, we've done 100 through 30. 70 movies, 71 technically. 70 movies, though, so far. And I am so, so very excited um because man this shit is getting better and better it's like like i said favorite movies ever what's not to like here it's all it's all love i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and like i said if uh if this is your first time here this is our top 100 favorite movies ever Mm -hmm. neither me or joe are equipped to tell you the top 100 best movies ever uh, movies are a subjective medium, and we will be treating it as such. It's just our favorites here, and I think that's a lot more fun than trying to deliberate on what the greatest movies of all time are. These are my favorite movies of all time, and I think that's an important distinction heading into heading into this top thirty. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have a few that are I don't think you would argue are the best movie, our top thirty greatest movies ever. In fact. I, I, don't, I don't know that, like, I don't know what the top 30 best movies of all time are. Any of mine top 30 best movies of all time? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I don't even want to fucking think about it. I'm going to think about my top 30 favorite movies ever. And uh, that's, that's how we're treating it. If this is your first time, I invite you to go check out the first seven parts of the top 100. But if you're not going to, to each your own. Uh, it's not necessary. You don't have to have listened to it uh, to get what we're about to talk about. It's just a nice little added added bit of content there for you. So, mm-hmm. any uh any first watches or rewatches or anything from from your list or anything that that ended up finding its way mm-hmm. finding its way anywhere or just uh... there was a watch that was going to be talked about this week that mm-hmm. is no longer going to be talked about this week. It got pushed up. It uh pushed up into another tier. Um, oh no. Which I feel is three of those. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dang. Three made the jump, huh? Three made yeah. the jump. It's uh, they jumped ship. Hmm. You know, it, it it can they can probably only do like movies up here. They're going to be like that. It's like it, they're up here for a reason. You're fresh off a you rewatch. It. You are. It's one of your favorite movies of all time. It climbs mm-hmm. naturally. That's just how these things go. Oh yeah. Um. But I only I only had one first watch that okay. would have made my top 100 to be sure, and that was There Will Be Blood, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, hmm. starring uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Dano. Um, astonishingly well-made movie and just so fucking good and considered one of the greatest of all time. So I was glad I finally got around to it. Uh, too late in this too late in this series to go ahead and add it, but... Um, 
wanted mm-hmm. wanted to give it its props. I also saw Bottoms yesterday, which was super fucking fun. Mm. Uh, the new Iowa Debris movie with uh, Rachel mm-hmm. Pennant and uh, uh, directed by Emma Seligman. It's uh, super fucking fun, super funny. Uh, I also watched uh, Duel yesterday. This is uh, this is uh, oh, Steven Spielberg's debut movie. This is his first film, 1971. Mm. Uh, it's basically a monster thriller, but the monster is a giant truck and a truck driver just trying to chase down this fucking guy who has no idea what he did. Super fun movie. And if you have car anxiety, it might be the greatest thriller of all time. Um, <laughs> wow. That sounds incredible. I have I have massive car anxiety. So this was like the perfect thriller for me. Um hmm. Duel, strongly recommend, uh, especially if you want to get some more Spielberg under your belt. It's his first feature film. Get, can't go wrong there. Um, but uh, yeah, those are all the first watches. I had a few rewatches. Um, nothing that was lower on my list that would have climbed up here. Uh, I do, I do have a rewatch that stayed right where it was at. You know, I, I, that was in mm. this episode that I was like, I can't, I can't elevate that, not comfortably. You know, it's just a okay. Not 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 the way it's gonna go. But uh, I don't know if I talked about it last episode. Maybe I watched it after. I gave the Batman a rewatch. Mm. Um, it was already not in this episode. Um, anyways, um, but it's even more not in this episode now. Yeah, exactly. After watching that, it's just it, that movie's so it ages like fine wine. It that that's it's just so a, good, oh my god. Um, but yeah, I watched. The Batman, and I feel like I watched one other movie that wasn't Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um, it was The Batman, and if I check my letterbox, A Clockwork Orange. I think I talked about that. We talked about maybe. that last week. Yeah, I talked about that. I saw The Batman before A Clockwork Orange, so maybe I did talk about that already, actually. Maybe briefly, but um, still. But anyway... Um, yeah, those those have been the worth only talking I've... about again. I fucking love that movie. So yeah. you're never you're, you're even wearing the Batman shirt right now. You're you're, you're I am. Uh, yeah, that, that was a. Uh, I don't know. I just to have like ten black shirts that all look exactly mm-hmm. the same shade of black, and I just went in the middle and grabbed this one. Grab one. So, but yeah, what will we'll not be talked the, uh, about this week, but is still brought up because of how how goaded it is. I'm uh-huh. rocking the Bo-Katan and Armorer shirt where they're mm-hmm. doing a Kildabe kiss, and it mm-hmm. says. Uh, do you respect my station going full <laughs> Mandalorian season three uh, ship vibes there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely love them. So had to, had to, I actually wore this shirt to bottoms yesterday. Uh, nice. It was like lesbian fight club movie. I'm going to wear my lesbian shirt. That's what I'm going to do. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I'm going to do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, with all that, are you ready to jump in at 29 up to 20? I think I'm ready. Yeah, Let's I have. Let's do this then. This what you got at twenty nine. This is uh, will be the oldest one, oldest movie on this round. Uh, maybe my actual oldest movie on my entire list. Actually, now that I think uh, about it, yes, um, it comes out from from sixty eight. Yeah, um, and it's Stanley Kubrick. Um, it's two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. I think that's comfortably my oldest movie. I did some stat work last night, and so far, I can assure you it is. That will be your first okay. 60 that's, movies. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's... Sadly, let's see. Is Yojimbo before 68? No, that was... six. It, it would be. It was 61. 1961. Okay. So I guess 
Yojimbo is probably the oldest movie I have seen. Mm. Um, so I haven't watched any other Kurosawa. Um, but I guess Yojimbo would be the oldest movie I've seen. This one would be the next. Uh, that's for sure. And I've seen Beautiful. seen 2001 for a little bit longer as well. I've had I've had multiple watches of this one as well. Ah, that's nice. Um, and what a man, good like, movie, man. Yeah, my, my dad recently tried to watch it. It was already pretty late at night, and he goes to bed at like nine usually, like right. on work on work days, and even on the weekend he'll go to bed at like nine thirty. He'll stay up like a whole extra, maybe ten. Uh, so it was already pretty late, and like. He was like, yeah, I, I started to watch it, and I didn't know what the heck was going on, and, and I was like, I, I was like, I just got to go to bed. He was like, and I'm like, no, I, I understand, because, like, that's oh. where I was, like, for the first, my first watch, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. it's like, like, you know, you're with apes out in the middle of nowhere with a big black rectangle, and then you're like, okay, what the fuck was that all for? Cool, sure, you know, and then you're, you hop in with just in a spaceport like airport or dudes just traveling they're saying so much space mumbo jumbo oh, that you're dude, like what the, the fuck the set design in that in that part though is oh, so gnarly yeah. like the little like it's like a business trip almost it is treated mm-hmm. exactly like an airport that's yeah. a really good way to put it like the seats that are there and the long mm-hmm. hallway and stuff and just yeah uh, the flight attendant like coming by, by like where are you heading this weekend pal mm-hmm. you know like that that whole thing like it is uh it's Oh, dude, that's such a good fucking movie. Yeah, but then I mean the the part that I that I think is like the best part of the movie is like whenever Hal is starting to to you know kind of show his strength and and be you know um, becomes the villain of the movie. I think like it is a really slow burn. You know, it, he did seem like this very friendly robot that was just there to make sure everything was going well, knew all the relationships and. And all their core, I don't know, had a few jokes with the some of the crew. And then slowly starts to kill them all off, um, mm-hmm. which is just amazing. I don't know, like, in 68, that, that they're, you know, already thinking about, like, robots taking over and everything like that. And they could barely even beat a human in chess at all. Like, at this point, like, not even close. Um, but, like, to have this, I don't know. Like, it's just a visually stunning movie. Like... Just like all the crazy space stuff that happened, and like how they could do this all in '68, um, and then just a, a crazy way to end it too, to like that room that like slow is like all white, and then like slowly transforms into like more and more of like a traditional like mansion bedroom, and then like he just appears as a fucking space baby mm. floating out in space, like. Yeah, Kubrick has a way of just getting out there in your mind um, yeah. with his movies. Yeah, but uh, he's I don't always know, oddly he's always really timely too. You know, like uh, mm. I had Doctor Strange Love earlier. That was his movie in '64. I think it was the might might not be his only movie prior. Not certainly not his only movie, but the first movie right before 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, but that was the heart of the Cold War, and then 2001. 2000 or 2001 coming out in 1968 the moon landing was in 1969 you know so like it's really present on everyone's mind like the space race and stuff Mm -hmm. like uh that's Mm. he's got he's got his finger to the pulse a little bit with stuff like that that's 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 cool stuff you know yeah hey he knows the times that's for sure that he's i don't know Uh, but yeah 2001 like just 
like crit like just how he even got it done like is mm-hmm. is nuts like everyone loves to point to like 77 for star wars and be like yeah this is like a a moment in film that kind of changed the game and like everyone was like wow everyone was just mind blown but like i feel like i feel like this in 68 is kind of like i'm astonished like, this is almost 10 years movie, before yeah. yeah this is like almost 10 years before star wars like that's a whole decade of technology of that, stuff like, is seamless too like it's aged perfectly yeah, like, and obviously some of it looks weird or, like, it's slow. Like, I remember, like, like the flight attendant, like, coming out getting a meal and, like, walking, like, in a circle. In a circle, You yeah. know, and, like, like it's it's pretty slow. But, like, I don't know. It's just cool to, like, look at mm-hmm. and, like, watch. Like, um, and I don't Like, all the, like, it does just seem like space mumbo-jumbo at first. And, like, it's just, like, I don't know. But then, like, it does just build this crazy world like it's like yeah this the world would be so much different like it's it's the future this is what they thought 2001 was gonna be like man mm-hmm. damn what have we done you know what have we done <laughs> what what the hell man this is 2001 you know this is 22 years ago that's sad um yeah, we do not have it like that but yeah i don't know one of the i don't know just visually incredible a cool villain I like I like a good villain, <clears throat> and uh, oh no, yeah, you're right. Very timely with the release of it as well. Um, that's a great way to start the 20s, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I had that's another overlap for us. Um, I had that quite a bit of a ways back, 53. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a, a little bit short of a 30 spot gap. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, I've got another pretty large gap with my 29. Hmm. This is a movie that you said a ways back. This is a, I think we are now into, uh, this is the, this is number six of the 11 Wes Anderson films. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. This is where I have The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Mm -hmm. directed by Wes Anderson, came out in 2004. Uh, This movie just moves me so deeply. I'll, I sob like a baby when I watch this fucking movie, man. Every time he, every time Bill Murray delivers the "I wonder if it remembers me" line, it just absolutely guts me, tears my soul asunder, and leaves me for dead. I just uh, mm. there, there's something so beautiful about the way it's crafted and the way that it's uh, the the heart that this film has. You know, I love Jeff Goldblum in it. Um, you know, uh, con- considering I'm half gay. I don't think I was ever meant to be a great husband. And uh, Bill Murray says, "Well, they say we all are, um, a little bit." One of my uh, one of my favorite little moments in that movie. Um, I, I adore. I adore blowing up an island, going in and just island. escaping all bullet fire. Yep. You know, all gunfire. Cool. I love the little all. animals, the little creatures, the little stop motion animation they do with all of them. The the little seahorsey and uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the I mean the jaguar shark at the end with the little yellow submarine underneath is I mean just the music the imagery it's it... let me show you my boat let, yeah, let me let me show you my boat ah uh, yeah no no dude I, I love Wes and uh, I'll I'll never tire of his movies and like mm-hmm. I said this is sixth and it's top thirty so a yeah. fifth of my top 30 is Wes Anderson. Um, yeah, I did have it quite low. Where did I have? Oh, there it is. Yeah. 61. Okay. All right. Um, so a, but out of my West gap, 
I did have three below it. It is my fourth to last West, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, not not quite for me. You know, it's uh, f- mm-hmm. fifth to last, I guess, or six. Yeah, fifth to last. Um, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Kind of in the middle. It's that middle one. You know, there's five after it, five before it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I love I love this movie, man. I mm. uh, I adore it, and I it will it will bring me comfort in times I need it. It will uh, bring me pain in times I don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, it's just such a good movie. I love Owen Wilson in it. Mm. Um, Ned Plimpton, what a guy! Is this, you have more West this episode? Um, yes. I have three. As do I. This episode. As do Um, I. So so. he'll get some love. He'll get some love here. I've got two more Wes Anderson within this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very, very excited about that. He'll get much love Um, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I love the life aquatic, man. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I can't. I can't express that enough, just how much I I adore this movie. It's uh, Mm. it, it feels so personal too. like every time I watch it, there's this like. I love the way Wes keeps you at a distance almost stylistically and the way that he like they compose dialogue and stuff and it all feels so informational for a while. And then you get that moment where it just wallops you and I wonder if it remembers me and he breaks down and everyone reaches for him. I love Kate Blanchett in this movie. Kate Blanchett's one of my favorite actresses alive or ever. Um, and to have her in a Wes Anderson movie just makes me so very happy. Um, there's so much to like here. Willem Dafoe, fucking, fucking incredible. So, mm-hmm. uh, I I love the Life Aquatic, and uh, it had to be pretty high. So I got it here at twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. I, it is not looking back. It is a little low on the list, and maybe I just, I bet on on rewatch it'll it'll rise up because uh, I see a few uh, movies that are above it that I can I can definitely already see it going. You can see it happening. Yeah, no, I, I've got a few yeah. of those myself. That's the thing. like the the list back there. It's a lot more fluid, kind of like things yeah. can go up like five or six spots pretty easily. But like here, it's like if if a thing's moving up like one spot or like two, it's, that's it's like oh, like, yeah. it's a it's a lot different. It feels a little different. Um, but okay, all right. Yeah, the three um, that jumped out of this episode for me are just because I hadn't seen them in almost a year. You know, like that's why they jumped is like yeah. I hadn't I'd seen everything else mm-hmm. much more recently, and th- these happened to make that leap. But uh, Life Aquatic, mm-hmm. I watched this about a month ago and rewatched it for I would guess the third time. Um, so fucking good, man! I love it so dearly. So I got it here at twenty nine. Right. Well, at my. 28 moving on to a 52 year uh, movie a lot more newer one um this is 2019 bong joon ho's parasite Ooh, uh, love for that. me yeah this is this is one like that i on the even like on the 52 year like whenever we were doing it i i was because i think it was surrounded by tick tick boom was that 2018 is that TikTok? Or was that Boom 2017? Is 20, uh, 2021, actually. Oh, TikTok. that's newer. Um, oh, wow. 2020 was Nomadland, and 2018 was Blind Spotting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. This one just, it seemed like, I don't know why. It was just like one that was just there that I was like, all right, we'll get to it. And like, I've heard a lot about it, 
like and I, I like I think it just won a lot of awards or something, and I heard its name just a lot, but like I didn't really hear anything about what the actual movie was at all. Mm. Like I was just I just heard like good like the VFX was cool. I remember like it was like the main thing I heard. Like it's VFX that you don't even think are VFX, but they're there, right. and it's like insane how seamless it is. That's about it, but nothing about the actual movie. And then just what it turned into is like I don't know this like crazy con story about and then like involving like uh the different classes of like wealth as well is like a like uh, and then like just the, cr the crazy twist it takes with a dude that's just chilling in a back room basement the whole fucking time mm. we have no clue like the the shots they do of like the of like doorways or like that pantry before like the dude is revealed to be down there and it just like lingers on that doorway for a little bit and yeah. you're like what you're like what the like what was that like okay it's strange one of the more you know? haunting images ever is whenever his yeah. head just kind of dips oh, above the my floor God, a little bit dude yeah like oh dude like it's it's such like the movie just has like it's just such a unique movie like i don't know it's not like horror like it, there is a thriller aspect that's for sure um but like it's it's nowhere near like a horror movie at all. Um, I don't know. Like it, it it's weird to describe this movie to other people. I'd say mm. like if like but but I want to recommend it so much. Like because yeah. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. When I, this is a movie that anybody and everybody should watch. You know, um, mm -hmm. that's that's 100 percent the case, and uh, it it is a it it it's a hard sell because the way that you want to sell it to people is the stuff that they cannot see coming, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. You can't you talk not, about it. I want yeah. to sell it to them as like a, well, it's actually, it, it's kind of set up as like a funny heist comedy for like the first half, you know, mm. that's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of the vibe, you know? And that's all I want to say. But then like, it yeah. becomes so much fucking more after that. It's uh, it is on my list as well. It will not be this episode. Mm. I, I, I love, I love yeah. this movie. Um, yeah. Okay. I was wondering, if it was going to be up there for you. Yeah, but this, I don't know, it was a, it was a, sh like a shocker on the mm. project whenever we got to it. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, this was not at all what I was expecting whatsoever. And I don't know, just, I remember like the, the scene where the family's all in like the living room just drinking, like kind of having like a, a fun kind of like family moment. And they're all looking at each other and then they all have to like scramble and hide. Yeah. Or something. They like hide under the table as they like... talk shit and fuck on the couch. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, true. Yeah. Oh man, dude. And Oh my God, that's right. That's what happens. The dad kills the fucking, um, mm -hmm. stabs him in the chest. Yeah. Just the husband, just like, Oh yep. my God. Yeah. That's dang. That movie just go. It, it just goes out of, I don't know, a completely different direction than than it once are because you're right. It, it is kind of like this, like, oh look how look at how they like kind of con their way and like they're they're like kind of just stealing, like taking money from this family. Like that's all it was. It was like, man, they like, just they knew how to fake a, a degree or a diploma yep. from wherever and it looks good enough. And you know, just they had a, a tutor and then and then. You're like, oh well, you need you need an art teacher, right? Is that is that what the daughter went in for? Is like mm -hmm. to teach, yeah, like art therapist. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. So right. her rates were higher. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't just a tutor. Uh -huh. It was art therapy. Oh man, yeah. No, that's <laughs> no. That movie's that movie's great. Just the 
just setting you up and thinking like, oh yeah, nothing, nothing seems like it could happen. I don't know. Just seems like a, an innocent movie and then out of nowhere it just goes really dark and crazy and I don't know, the dad, yeah, the dad ends up being the one that's down there in that basement room now. Yeah. Whatever. And what a son great wrote him, movie. wrote him that letter at the end. Oh, man. Yeah, I it will be, I it will be talked it, about again. Just won't be, uh, this episode. And mm-hmm. I play, that's yeah. one of the top tier, my plans to rewatch before we get to mm-hmm. it. So it might not even be the, might not even be at the time that I think it is now. So like, uh, this is the one out of this episode that I feel that would benefit most from a rewatch. Every other movie I know pretty well, very well. I think I have on like maybe twice. I don't even know if I have given it a second watch after the project. Man, that'd I be impressive so. if, it, if this is the highest I th- one viewer we have. I think I watched it twice. Um, I'm pretty sure I went back to watch it again, but... It could this this is the only one that is for sure like only twice. I think every other one is way more than twice. I feel mm. like, um, but yeah, this one is either two or maybe one. But uh, no, I I don't know. That's good that it it will be later talked about though. Mm. I figured as much though after after we got to it on the project. But but yeah, twenty eight, a little bit above Space Odyssey. Which is uh, for a that's lot for me. Praise. That's a lot for me. Yeah, above above. That movie has a lot going for it already for me. I but, love uh, that. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to stick with you in the 52 year journey through film, and it was mentioned in the discussion of Parasite just now. Uh, this is where I have Blind Spotting 2018, okay. directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. I uh, just rewatched this uh, pretty recently, within the last couple weeks, in anticipation of this podcast, and it stayed roughly in the same spot. Mm. Um, I love David Diggs. I have such a I have such a huge amount of love in my heart for David Diggs. I love that guy. Um such a talented talented dude. Mm-hmm. Love Jasmine Cephas Jones and uh Janina Gavankar and every everyone involved in this movie. It's just uh, it 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 has that same sort of structure as a little bit like Parasite. I don't think it's quite as effective as Parasite, which is why Parasite will be a little higher, but mm-hmm. it has this buddy comedy vibe for a little bit and then it takes a really stark dark turn and it kind of keeps bouncing back and forth between those tones and it does it incredibly effectively um very good looking movie um it's uh it's just His so well monologue, man Ooh. His... Dude. yeah yeah i I, like... I love it they like the bounce of it they like the bounce of it right you know it's the way it's the way you say it he See goes. both pictures. I am both pictures. Uh, I, I I loved it. I love David Diggs, man. Uh, been in my element, eloquent. Like the the whole shit that he does yeah. is fucking insane. I I uh, mm. I love that movie. And uh, I remember this is one that I saw in theaters, so it has a little bit of a uh, a, a long history with me. I saw it in, back in 2018. I remember we were up. Uh, we were in downtown Kansas City. We saw this at the Alamo Draft House when it was still Ooh. open down in Kansas City. Um, and uh, we did not know what we were getting into. It was me and Tavares uh, and I believe his girl at the time. And we went and saw Blind Spotting. Didn't really know what it was. Tavares was mm-hmm. like, hey, heard about this new movie called Blind Spotting. Let's go check it out. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. 
Uh, we go downtown, we watch the movie. It obviously takes a really dark, relevant turn. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, just the ending, the way that it gets your heart fucking pounding, your pulse racing. You don't even know what to say for a little bit after. We walked from the draft house to the Kansas City streetcar. About a 10-minute walk, I would guess. We didn't say a fucking word until Damn. we sat down on the streetcar. Damn. And we, we, we sat down and we were like, I just looked at him and he went, fuck, man. And that was like, a, that was we were like, oh my God, what a good fucking movie, Damn. dude. Uh, whenever they walk out of the bathroom when he's trying on the kill a hipster, save your hood shirt. Mm. And uh, the kid in the living room is holding the gun. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, no. Examining it in the way. Oh, that, like, no. You just you just like panic in that moment. Like it is so effectively done, man. You know, uh, and I, I love Jasmine Cephas Jones. Like I said, she's absolutely brilliant in that role. You know, uh, the way she like talks mm. to Rafael Casal in that moment, like a. You know, don't you think that if you talk to me about buying a gun, we'd be able to go ahead and I'd, I could have seen the situation coming and we could have prevented it. Don't you think that's possible? And he's like, yeah, yeah, shit. I'm sorry, man. You know, Like just, uh, yeah, yeah. Nah. I, was, I forgot about that scene. No. Yeah. I forgot yeah, about no. that. Ooh, that's a heart. That is just a heart drop of just like, uh, no, no. <laughs> Like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going there. Like them, you know, yeah. like, uh, and then going straight from that, they get kicked out of the house because she's like, get the fuck out of here. And mm-hmm. then they get into a fight where he's like, you couldn't have said it was your gun for two seconds. They're like, no, I couldn't have. It was your fucking gun. Okay. And then they get that notification that's been popping up multiple times about going to this party. So mm-hmm. they go to this party and it results in some guy getting into a fight. He gets into a fight. He picks a fight with him. He ends up pulling his gun, firing it in the air after beating this dude's fucking ass. They run off, get into a bigger fight. David takes the gun from him. And then after that fight, they separate and a cop car pulls up on David. And you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen here? And I, and thank God the car drives away. And then we cut to the next day and they go to that house. And like it's just like thing mm. after thing after thing where your heart is fucking racing. And uh God, I love that movie, dude. Uh, so I, I had to have blind spotting on here, and it had to get pretty fucking high on the mm-hmm. list. Um, uh, so I have it at twenty eight, and this uh, this is going to be one of those episodes where every single one, when I talk about it, I'll go, God, I wish I put that higher. I every know. single one, of them. it's uh, it's going to be like it. Yeah, I know it. No matter what, because I was doing yeah. it with Life Aquatic, and then I did it with this one. I was like, God, I wish that was higher, and I know I'll do it with like the next few. Um, did you say this one? I don't know if you did. I don't think so. Um, but on my, it's still a fifty-two year journey movie for me. Um, I think, yeah, I believe so. Uh, would be ninety-fives, um, seven from David Fincher. Um, I did another, not say yeah, another another David Fincher up on here. Um, gonna be. Gonna be nice to get the killer from him soon. I don't know, I'm really, I'm getting excited more for that. It's just like more and more little stuffs released mm-hmm. uh, for the movie, which is it's it's looking pretty sick. It looks pretty um, dope. Like apparently, there's a thing with Fincher about like he kind of just goes off every other movie, 
Like someone was like, if it's an even Fincher number or uh, an even <laughs> Fincher movie, then you know you're in for a good ride. Might have been odd or I don't know, but like one of the was like yeah. you, you you just know it's going to be good. And, and I funny. guess I guess this one is 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 supposed to be good. Because um, I'm trying to think of like what what's his most recent before? Would it be would it have been Gone Girl? That'd have been about it, nine years ago. That's twenty four. Um, no, it would have been Mank. It had been made. Oh, okay. He got okay. he got Oscar nominated for that. Um, that was about hmm. the creation of Citizen Kane. That's what the movie was about. Okay. Um, but no seven. I, don't know, I was talking about the Batman. I don't know. It's, and it was like just the the little cut, like through the yeah the evidence the tape and like yeah. stuff like that. Like like just having like a I don't know, just some maybe some light inspiration, uh, which was pretty cool uh, for for the Batman. But just talk about the movie itself, like. I don't know. I I, I love a, a good crime movie. I love that. A serial killer like takes it up a notch for me. Um and especially if that serial killer is like trying to outsmart the mm. police and like be, play like a you know, kind of like play a game. I love that shit for some reason. I don't know why. Like I I, I love serial killer stories for some reason. Um and this one like the first time, I think, like the first watch, it, it, it's a movie that that changes definitely, a uh, pretty pretty big, like on on your second watch, but not knowing where it's going at all, um, and and like just you have no idea, like you know, he, he, you know, just every seven deadly, you know, seven deadly sins, you can put yeah. the, you know, he's gonna kill seven people, like or whatever, but but not knowing like just what's gonna That's be in the, the box. box, and and like that he's part of it, you know, he, he is the seventh death. That he was, you know, knew was coming. Like, I it, it's, it's, I love when, like, all the pieces are just coming together. Like, there's so many nasty things in this, too. Like, the dude that, that, like, was forced to eat himself to death. And then, God. like, and then that one body that was just, like, decomposing in that bedroom but for a long time alive. with all the air fresheners. Yeah, how the fuck? Was he alive? Holy shit. And, like... It's like a lot of this stuff is is fucked up, um, and partially I guess that makes it better. Like I, I guess if it's all if it's already a serial killer movie, I want it to be pretty twisted and kind of yeah, fucked right. up. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just also like a very well like just well made movie as well. Like it's always raining. I don't know why that just like adds to it. Like it's it's just like super shit. I love detectives as well, and it's Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Um, just playing off each other the whole time, which I think is awesome. Um, like, I don't usually like Brad Pitt in a lot of things, but I think he does a really good job in Seven. I've grown to kind of appreciate um, him a little bit more in a lot of stuff, yeah. too. Like, when he's got a director that he works well with, he is fucking good, mm-hmm. man. Uh, you remember Tarantino. watching Ad Astra? Um, it was a pretty cool movie. I don't know, kind of forgettable a little bit. I kind of forget what happened, but, like, he was pretty cool. Um, no, like that's considered one of his best roles. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does it, really he, well with Fincher because he was in Fight Club and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Seven, uh, and like uh, that's that's a good duo for him. Tarantino, like I said, in Glorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, yeah, very yeah. very good work with him. Uh, I already, I already said my personal favorite pit role was in Burn After Reading. Fucking love him in mm. Burn After Reading. He's hilarious mm-hmm. in that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Climbing up the ranks, uh, Brad Pitt, that's for sure. Um, but I don't know, I just, Seven, just the, it's like Saw, but so much better. Like, mm. 
I don't know. Like Saw is, it's like at, at a certain point you're like, all right, this this shit's just kind of crazy, unbelievable. Like it's it's cool and it's calculated, whatever. But at some, I don't know, it just kind of loses itself. But this is like this is just an evil killer. This is just a dude who is just killing, I guess, sinners. You know, yeah, whatever. So it's like justified in his mind. But like, dude's just killing people and is crazy and wants to try to play the cops at the same time. And I don't know. I like, I think like it's movies like this that made me like kind of want to be a detective, but at the same time be like, no fucking way. Like deal, like yeah, having right. to deal with this. Like it, it, it was almost like personal. It was personal between like the detective and the killer. Like, it's like, it's not like you're just this outside third party. They get to like, you know, solve a murder, or whatever. Like he was, he was like, personally in in this one yeah and so it's like yeah no you know like seems cool to be a detective and all but i'd rather you know you're not, you're, uh, not in anything you know, like this yeah. bro you no. get a lot more involved um just automatically um yeah we talk about like how the superheroes they always have to be like oh i can't actually love you to protect you from all my villains mm-hmm. and everything but like this is like an actual real world like uh Example you're actually kind of putting yourself like in the line of a lot of crazy people, um, but yeah, I don't know. Seven uh, from Fincher. I don't know. Fincher is is just the, a, a sleeper di- director for me that I didn't know I liked a lot of his stuff, but but he's popping up, and uh, I can't I can't wait to see what he's got cooking for us. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to do a couple Fincher movies in anticipation mm-hmm. of the killer, as he's going to be one of our spotlight directors here soon. Plan on doing Fight Club and uh, the Social Network, which I'm excited about because mm-hmm. I've never seen that, so I'm uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. But uh, I'm continuing with one of my one of my favorite directors uh, currently and wow. ever. Um, at 27, I've got The Big Lebowski from mm. 1998, directed by the Coens, specifically Joel Cohen. Um, I love Jeff Bridges, and he is absolutely incredible as the dude. Um, hmm. the dude, man. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Uh, absolutely hmm. incredible film. I uh, <laughs> I love I love it dearly, and it's just uh, he is just the dude. He's the that's dude, a- Jeffrey wow. Jeffrey Lebowski, known as the dude. Um, <laughs> the the conflict of this film is that uh, uh, a, a gentleman named Jeffrey Lebowski, his wife owes some bad people a lot of money okay so these people who are sent to go get it hit up this jeff lebowski and they they shove his head in the toilet they flush him several times one guy pisses on his rug uh and he's like i don't think that i'm the jeff lebowski you're looking for man i'm just the dude and then the guys like kind of look at each other and are like wasn't this guy supposed to be like super rich and it's just some dingy shitty apartment uh He's like, yeah, man, this is not my fucking house. Like, I'm not the mm. guy you're looking for, man. Why'd you have to piss on my fucking rug? Uh, so basically, wow. there's there's another Jeffrey Lebowski, the big Lebowski, the actual big Lebowski. Um, then mm-hmm. this guy, Jeff, uh, the dude has to go visit. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, I just want all I want is a new rug. I need you to compensate <laughs> me for my rug. That's all I want. Um, they pissed on my rug, man. It brought the room together. Um, and, 
it's it's extremely funny. Philip Seymour Hoffman again has an incredible role in this movie where he's uh the big Lebowski sort of like uh he's he's like Alfred. He's the he's the butler sort of. Um, okay. Uh and he's just got some incredible deliveries because mm-hmm. uh, the the dude insists on being called the dude. You don't you don't call him Jeff or Mr. Lebowski or whatever like. So this guy who's speaking very formally, he's like uh your her life is in your hands, dude. Um that's like that's like uh, it's uh just his name, you know. But it's it's fucking incredible. I love that awesome. movie so so. De- John Goodman is incredible in it. Uh, this is what you know, Donnie. Is this that? what you, like when you think Jeff Bridges in your head? Is this like yes. the first? This is what you see him as. And as once you see this, it'll make his performance, uh, his other performances. And I know you have one later that you'll you'll mention. Yeah. But uh, Iron Man when he's mm-hmm. uh. uh he built this in a cave. Jebediah. Jebediah Stain. Is that his name? Yeah. Stain or something like that? Obadiah. Like, Obadiah. 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 There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's uh, huh. like the, that character and the dude could not be more opposite, which just kind of makes it yeah. like, like an, in an Tron, incredible contrast. Like I know him as Tron, like as yeah. uh, Flynn. And, and like he's just a very stoic like he had to, he had, he knew he was going to be trapped in there for a long time. So dude was just like, you know, he's go with the flow, man. You're messing with my Zen thing here, saying, you know, like he's yeah. he is very chill. But I'd imagine this is like an even chiller version. Oh, uh, this might be uh, the chillest, chillest <laughs> role yeah. of all time. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I need I need to see it, especially I don't know. Just coming fresh out out of Tron, it'd be. Well, awesome it's a classic, like, it's just, it's classic Coen Brothers where the conflict starts small, it's a simple thing, mm-hmm. and then it elevates to a point where mm-hmm. people are dying, there's drugs, <laughs> there's death, like, it's just, uh, yeah. it, it's hilarious, you know, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. tru- truly an incredible movie, uh, I can't recommend it highly enough, mm-hmm. um, this is one that was far lower, and then I gave it a rewatch a couple months back, and I was like, oh, it's gonna, that's gonna climb, so, mm-hmm. uh, well, that is the same for the next movie. This is a movie that, that rose quite a lot on our most recent watch. Um, we did watch it recently in preparation for Oppenheimer. Um, we watched Tenet uh, 2020 uh, by Christopher Nolan, you know, the dude. And Tenet was, I, I, I'd say before we watched it, I'd say it would be down in like the 70s. 80s i don't know like it was like it was cool when i saw it but i didn't really get it i don't know it just didn't click the first time i watched it and then this watch we gave we gave it for for the spotlight i'm like oh my god whoa this movie's like it's actually pretty freaking cool like i really like that movie man it's clicking and then i'm like and then i watch it again and then like i'm actually like crying at the end of like their goodbye like it's like it's it's been such a weird journey with this movie like starting as like is this just overhyped like are people just overhyping it because it's nolan and like Mm. yes it's like inarguably well made like it looks cool he crashed a seven 37 the special, into an airport. The special effects are fucking gnarly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like I mean, it, like it, it is like inarguably well made. But like I'm like Robert Pattinson, which I yeah. I, I just rule at the mouth over, especially True. in this role. This is probably the finest this man has ever looked, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, but I was like, I'm like, did that story make any sense whatsoever? <laughs> and I'm like, and like that that was what I was boggling with in my mind after the first watch. I'm like, 
I don't know if I got that story at all. Like, I got the bigger parts of, like, sort of at the end. But then, like, all these details of the art, you know, like, the the forgery of the art and, like, and then, like, all this all this other stuff. I'm like, is there something there that I'm just, like, I don't know. It, it didn't all com- combine um, at all. Um, but then that recent watch, I don't know, it changed everything. And it was so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, I've, I've just, I've really, really liked the movie since. And this is, it seems like this is kind of the highest it can go. Um, like, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't really think um, it's climbing much more at all. These movies that are above it are, are pretty strong. But, I don't know, it is, it, it has just been climbing and climbing every watch um, that I've given it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it, it was a really nice, uh, really nice stop on the spotlight to go there and because uh, it was one that i kind of expected to kind of be like ah meh whatever like i'm I, i'm just watching this movie again did not expect to to love it so much more but i indeed did um it elevated up to to 26 um so out of probably yeah like i probably would have put it down with like man this ooh yeah 70s 80s that's too low I was I was speaking blasphemy um there. I don't think it would have dropped that low. More like sixties, fifties, um, is what it was probably more feeling. But rose rose quite away up to Yeah, I had I had it down at eighty eight, which I've always thought was a fun little number for it to be. As it's the same forward as it is back. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I should have made it twenty I guess twenty two or thirty three. Um had to split the difference there, though. Mm. Yeah, I just plop in the middle, I guess. But damn, I should have. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I actually didn't either. I didn't notice it till just now. We didn't. I don't think we even commented <laughs> on it until like when yeah. it was at eighty-eight. Um, eighty-eight. Yeah, there it is. Man, came out in twenty twenty. That's in the the. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I mean, that's name Ford's back. Uh, or no, it's not at not all. Technically. But if you switch um, the twenty and the twenty, yes, yeah, just yeah, I don't, or I was there for two. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the same backwards. I'm like, well, that actually doesn't work there. Um, it had released in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Damn, Nolan, a little bit too late on the game. Uh, that's yeah, okay. Eighteen years too late. Well, um, it's all right. I forgive him. No, I, I love Tenet, man. It's a it's a good fucking movie. It's one that I've uh, I've only watched twice, and it, I certainly will not only watch it twice. Uh, I'll I'll be revisiting that in the future mm-hmm. to be sure. Um, that's a that's a mm-hmm. that's a fun one, if nothing else, man. Like you just have a good fucking time when you're watching that. Yeah, um, soundtrack's good too. Mm-hmm. Like it's I don't that know. It's awesome. it is just well made. It's visually beautiful. The performances are great, and like even if you're not all in on the story, it's still good even on that first watch i'm like man this movie was good i just can't really tell you why uh story yeah, you're, you're like, like i think i get it but i don't yeah. know that i got it yeah it's like the actor's great it looked awesome sounded well the sounds were kind of muffled the voices but like music wise and, and like whatever was great but then like yeah story wise i'm like ah i can't really tell you why it was good but i think it was i'm mm. pretty sure something was in there and yeah something was in there um and it's just it yeah. keeps getting better on on watches. So, but yeah, there's my oh my, yeah, man, that's crazy. Twenty freaking six, like we're almost at twenty five. We're almost to the top twenty five, baby. 
I'm a, I'm a last one outside the top 25 for us. You got any, uh, any space or alien movies in this episode? Oh yeah. Oh, I got one coming up. I got one coming up. I had to, a space odyssey to start it off. Oh yes. Naturally. Um, so I had, had that one and I got one more cooking. So I got two space movies. This I, I too this have, episode. I have a space movie and an alien movie. And, uh, I'm going to start with the alien movie here at 26. This is where I have Steven Spielberg's ET, the extraterrestrial. Uh, from 1982 this one is pure fucking movie magic baby like it's mm. just it's so fun it puts a smile on my face ear to ear that john williams score that you you know you're gonna love and then it it anchors every moment exactly how you're supposed to feel it, it lets you know um spielberg is such a talented filmmaker and uh, another one where the cast is led by most mostly kids you know which uh which makes it makes it a lot of fun to see them kind of go on this uh, hmm. sort of coming of age adventure together and uh man it's just a it's just a genuinely great fucking time uh you get like a real like a six-year-old drew barrymore in this movie she's uh gone on to be quite the actress um hmm. but yeah, uh, this, it's just it this one pains me to say that i haven't seen it like i've seen it at years like ago. yeah Four years old, five years old, when my memory first turned on. Mm. So, like, I don't remember. Like, it, it scared me more than into, anything. Oh, yeah. It scared the shit like, out of me when I was younger. Yeah. This is not one that I've had a long relationship with. It's one that I watched when I was younger. It scared the living hell out of me mm -hmm. because E.T. was a freaky little piece of shit. Mm -hmm. um, and then I watched it. I only rewatched it for the first time in years, just a couple of shit, probably a month ago. And it, it found its way pretty high on my list immediately. Mm. Uh, the best the best advice I can give anyone who uh, does not have a long relationship with this movie and is tuning in now is just enter it with that childlike wonder that you'd go into like uh, Star Wars with, you know, like mm -hmm. the way you're supposed to watch that sort of stuff is just like, man, let's have some fucking fun. And it's uh, mm. it's emotional as all hell. It makes me it makes me feel very, very deeply. Um, the older brother character is one that I've always, like, I, I found myself relating to a lot because he's just kind of, he picks on his little brother and he has a good time with him. But like when it, when it matters, he's like, he, he, he holds it down for him the best he can. I mm -hmm. always love that character, man. Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's a, a big blind spot, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll definitely, I don't know. Spielberg, um, and we're, we gotta, I mean, I'm getting all of his, his, um, filmography there's the word oh I'm yeah looking for. oh yeah i'm getting all this filmography anyways even if it, it it probably won't take a spotlight for me to still go oh um, yeah just, no this is a spielberg this is top three spielberg i've got mm -hmm. one in the 20s one in the 10s one in the top 10 so i've got i've got i need to see some movies cool. from spielberg that's for sure i guess yeah, oh, he's, he's got a, a fantastic filmography man, he, man. He produces a lot of fucking Oh, he's a prolific that's producer. Yeah, insane! Holy shit! Um, but man, yeah, Spielberg. He's he's got the juice. That's oh man, and it's just it. Like I said, movie magic. You're you're watching it, and it's just it's mm -hmm. pure unadulterated joy. Like just mm. like I said, childlike wonder. It it produces just yeah. all the serotonin and the endorphins you could look for. And I, I I love this movie, man. I can't I can't recommend E.T. highly enough for those who haven't seen it or those who are hesitant to mm -hmm. dive back into it if it's been a long time, you know. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Man. Well, we're staying in space, kind of. 
um, off Earth, um, I guess you could say, uh, to break the top 25. Um, this is 2015's from Ridley Scott, The Martian. Um, okay. I love me some Martian. I feel like this is, um, like, I guess, yeah, that always boggles my mind, uh, that Interstellar came out in 2014. I don't know why. It seems like Interstellar is like a 2017, 2016 movie. And like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, the Martian like walked so that Interstellar could fly. And then like, actually in reality, Interstellar comes out first. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, I just like Interstellar like much, much more. sequel almost, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, the Martian, it, it is still in its own right, very, very good. And like, it's, I don't know, just uh, more of like, you know, Interstellar, that's that's way out there. Going through a wormhole, different, solar, everything, black hole, crazy shit happens in Interstellar. This is just Mars, you know? Like, And it's not like that far out there. It's like, well, yeah, we've had some missions on Mars, um, and this is like a, another crew that's going, uh-oh, dude just gets stranded. And like, it's kind of like a, uh, a castaway, like Tom Hanks, but like way cooler because it's on yeah, Mars. Yeah, it's on Mars. They're not just like on a... Um, yeah, and, I, I, and Matt Damon, like, we've been talking about how he gets, like, a lot of these, like, side roles, supporting roles that he's just so good at. Um, but this, I don't know, he was all by himself, like, having to do his own thing, and he, like, he played this part perfectly. Like, I don't know, I think, like, just, it's, I think a lot of a lot of movies that I love is, like, if, if anything is, like, pure, like, has that pure exploration or explorer. Mm vein or i don't know it taps into that like i love that like indiana jones like that's just you gotta you know you gotta just it probably booby traps and shit but you just gotta know it's life-threatening but we we gotta know we're humans we're just natural explorers it's just what we want to do i don't know maybe not all of us but like i feel like there's something deep down that just makes people want to explore and like mars that's just like it might happen oh, in our lifetime. That's like yeah. kind of crazy that like we could have some humans on Mars. If we do send a human, they're not coming back. Like they're staying there. Like yeah. we don't ha- we don't have that technology yet to come to go both ways for a little wh- like quite a while. Uh which is that's kind of crazy. Uh, also the Martian has Donald Glover in it, which is really cool. Throws it th- a nice yeah. nice cherry on top. He's the one that gives him the idea. Of how to get to Mars a little faster using oh, fuck, the yeah. using you know, slingshotting the rocket uh, using yeah, gravity's yeah. little boost. Um, gotta love that. Chastain, which creates another mm-hmm. connection to Interstellar in most people's heads. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon and Jessica Chastain kind of crossing mm-hmm. over in both those movies. Yeah, Matt Damon a lot more likable in this one. Yes, um, doesn't have anyone to turn against. You know, he is fighting for his life. Now, he can't go to cryo sleep. And just wait it out and wait for people to get there. Uh, he's got to he's got to grow potatoes, and that's all he's got. He's eating potatoes over and over again, and then has to communicate with Earth. And it takes like eight minutes, or I don't know, it's like eight or thirty. I don't know why those numbers are sticking out, but like between transmissions, that's how long they have to wait. It's like mm-hmm. one p- to one letter. Wait 30 minutes for the next one, and, like, oh, my God. Like, 
the the technicalities of space travel and all that shit is just so cool to me. And like uh it's just a really cool highlight of like maybe what what could happen, you know? Like let's just let's let's make sure this doesn't happen when we if we do go to Mars. Um but I love like just whenever everyone on Earth like down back in Houston or wherever NASA was, it's like they're all just working together, you know, it's like you have so many people on the ground, like, trying to help them out, do anything they can. But, like, at the end of the day, they can't really do much other than be like, well, yeah, we'll we'll send a mission on your way. But, like, you're still on Mars. Um, and we're on Earth. And that's just kind of far away. Can't really do much for you. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you don't don't go a little crazy. Um, he, he did go a little crazy, I guess. Slowly started to go I don't know, a little, little bit crazy, but he held, held his cool pretty well uh, for for being the only one on an entire planet for, like, a year. I like, maybe it was, like, two years. Forgot how much, like, I don't know. I need to, I need to watch this movie again. I've only, but, I've only seen it once, and it was, uh, ooh. shit, probably almost a decade ago now, so it didn't make my list. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it is 2015. I think it was 2015 or 16 when mm-hmm. I saw it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think... I've seen it. I think I saw it. It was. I definitely saw it in school. I don't know if that was the first time I watched it, but this was a school it was, movie. It's the only time I watched it was a school um, movie. Yeah, was a school movie. I think, and then I watched it like on my own because I liked it so much. Uh, I think I have the DVD um, of it. I believe. So Sebastian Stan is it? Sean Bean? What yeah, no, f- it's a ridiculous cast, man. Kristen Wiig. Um... Oh yeah, Jeff, Jeff Daniels, Daniels yeah, Michael Pena, yeah. Kate Mara. Uh, Damn. She would tell Elsa Benedict Wong, Naomi Scott, Mackenzie Davis. Like, damn. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I love love me a good space movie. Um, and this one is not my favorite space movie, but um, ooh, is it second? No, well, that's space. Yeah. I don't really think of it as a space movie, but that is space. It's kind of space. Another kind of, and then two definitely's. I have two space movies that are above this. Definitely space movies. I'm guessing Um, two alien movies other than that. There's an alien movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to call that one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, I don't know. I love... Love me some Martian, and I think this this movie is a, a great showing of how Matt Damon can can shine as the the lead actor oh, yeah. in the movie, um, and not. I don't know his supporting roles are great, and I think he. Does, I don't know. That's kind of his vein. It seems it's kind of like his sweet spot. Yeah, um, once a decade he'll come out and lead a film, but <laughs> beyond that, he's uh he's like yeah, ninety. He's... Sure, I'll do Goodwill Hunting. Uh, <laughs> ah, sure, I'll buy a zoo. Yeah. Um, tens. Fuck. Yeah, I'll go to Mars. You know, it's just kind of how it's just kind of how he does it. Um, and then it'll be Jason Bourne. Oh yeah, well. Jason Bourne for the odds for sure. Yeah, like yeah. that was pretty sick. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got some right. Yeah, he's Jason Bourne. For, yeah, as yeah, a yeah, kid, yeah. I would get him and Mark Wahlberg mixed up. Sebastian. It's the Bastion stuff. Yeah, day. I like it. It was so e- they were the same person in my the mind wicked, for the longest wicked time. Similar. Wicked similar. Wicked mm-hmm. similar. But yeah, I got a pack yeah. of Kai and departed. Mm, depart. Oh, that's right. He wasn't departed. Oh yeah. 
Um, the depad. Yeah, the depadded. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pack my car and go see depadded. Uh, but man, that's that's the the top twenty five cracked. Um, All right, it has been cracked, and I wonder what will be on the other side. Uh, the other side is uh, now we're into the top five Wes Anderson. Aha. Let's see. Do I have five left? One, two, three, four, five, six. I have six left. Okay. For me. All right. So, but I will get to my top five in this episode. I'll get to my top three, I think. All right. All right. Yes, I uh, uh after this after this episode I will only have 3 remaining. This is uh mm-hmm. got my 5 and my 4 here. Uh but this is where I have Fantastic Mr. Fox 2009 directed by Wes Anderson. Uh had mm-hmm. to be top 25. It was a, it was a mm. it's it like it has to be. That's it. It, it will be. It will be the top 25. Mm. Um I uh I love this movie, man. Um, George Clooney is too good. Like, there's, there's, there's not many, there's not many movies that I would describe as uh, hypnotic. And this is kind of what, like, there are a lot of movies where I feel I can pay attention, look at my hmm. phone, do all this, and like, just kind of like it. it this is simultaneously a brilliant background movie. You like hmm. turn it on as a background movie, and then whatever else you're doing, it. it it stops being background. It is now what you are doing. You are watching Fantastic Mr. Mm-hmm. Fox now. Um, it, it reels you in. It pulls you in, and it keeps you, man. It's uh, it's beautifully well done. It's uh, it's gorgeous to look at. The score is brilliant. The performances are astounding. Like it's just everything you love about Wes Anderson is here. You know, it's it's got mm-hmm. that heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason it it does fall to five of my Wes Anderson movies is simply because it doesn't make me, uh, it doesn't make me cry the way the other ones do. That's um, true. My top four, they make there, there are points in it where I, uh, I feel, uh, like, Oh, am I ever going to stop crying? Sort of like once the movie ends, I'm like, Oh, I'm still crying. Oh, that's, that's interesting. This is um, fair. Might have to unpack mm-hmm. that. Uh, not with fantastic Mr. Fox. This one just brings me a great deal of comfort. It makes me extremely mm-hmm. happy. Um, I love the the way they 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 fight Boggus Bunsen Bean, uh, one fat, one short, one lean. Uh, one fat, one short, one lean. Ah, these horrible cooks are different in looks, but nonetheless equally mean. Mm. Yeah, hard. Yeah, I love this, that shit. The soundtrack does just go so. Wes is always so good with the like sounds of his movies. I think so um, too, man. Uh, and uh, I think he explores like it, it's this like minimalist aesthetic while also doing the most to evoke this feeling from you where you're just like, you're entranced, you know, you're just kind of like what? Yeah. Teleported into this world. Yeah, man. It's gorgeous. I love fantastic Mr. Fox. And this is, uh, this is personally, I mean, uh, one of my favorite comfort, like West movies, when it comes to West movies, these top five, they're all comfort movies. I will watch these anytime, anywhere. If it's on or, like someone's like you want to watch this it's like yes mm-hmm. you know like yeah i want to watch that I'll I'll never, you're, you're never gonna out. catch me going no nah, i don't really feel like that like yes i will watch that with you right this fucking second. hour 27 as well Ooh. 
Man, it's such oh, it's so good. I love an hour and a half. These Wes's movies make me question why any movie needs to be long. Which is like, uh, don't get me wrong, I love a long movie. I'm not going to be like, oh no, it's three hours. I can't see it. No, I fucking love a three hour movie too. I I have no complaints, and I would love Mm -hmm. a three hour Wes Anderson movie. Mm -hmm. But I'm often watching stuff like I've been scrolling through like Marvel stuff lately, and like. I'll come across a movie and I'm like, why on earth is this two hours and 20 fucking minutes, dude? Yeah. Uh, we could have gotten this done in an hour and a half. And I know we could have. Uh, and that's just like, uh, that happens every once in a while. And, uh, Mm-hmm. that's that's what Wes's movies have kind of made me realize a little bit more is that runtime if you use it efficiently man you can you can really really get some shit done and fantastic mr fox is a great example of that man it's like a uh, melted gold it's like melted gold I'm, i got some uh, ap- apple juice no uh, uh no alcohol in here but just we're not talking juice. we're not talking we're not coming down here for apple juice we're coming here for the finest alcoholic cider money can buy. I'm fine with apple juice. Every time I drink it now, I hear like melted gold like in my head. Gold. Every time I take a sip of apple juice, it's the what I think of. And I'm like, man, That's it's kind of right. Like It's my job. It's it's kind of. I, lo- I love Willem Dafoe in that fucking mm, movie, man. So good. Being security, what's that? It's my job. My job. Yeah, yeah, that fucking, came fucking out swinging. Yeah, no, this, this is... Uh, it's in my top five West movies, that's for sure. Nah, um, I, I knew it would be. I'm very, very confident that yeah. uh, we've mm-hmm. got uh, – I think we'll only have one overlapping in the 20s here. Um, Ooh, yes. Yes. Yeah, because I, I don't think – you obviously, you said Life Aquatic a while ago. I know you'll say Fantastic Mr. Fox later, and I think my next one, it's also in your 20s. I'm pretty confident in that. But uh, – uh, yeah, man, yeah. I had to have Fantastic Mr. Fox here. Had to be top twenty-five. Managed mm-hmm. to managed to sneak it in there at twenty-five, and I'm very, very happy with where that's at. But yeah, so you're twenty-four. What you what you rocking with there? All right, it's the first Wes of the episode for me. Uh, one of three of the episode, and this one I kind of go back and forth. Uh, I have two Wes's in a row um, right here. And I kind of go back and forth on these ones. But I think this is where I stand. I think. Um, 24 is 2012's Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. This one, it fe- like, this is to the point in Wes's movies where I feel bad for putting one below any right, other one. Right, yes, So, like, I it's immediate, like, it's immediately like, oh, fuck. Like, shit. Like, I love yeah. this movie so much. It's so cute. Like, I'm defending this movie at 24 is the thing is like, I, I'm, I'm feeling the need to defend it. Um, but it's just, I, the other ones I get more, I get more I get out that. of the other ones. I get that. Um, but n- in no way to discredit Moonrise Kingdom, it oh, just no. 24. happens to be five out of, out, you know, um, five no, I mean, my five was fantastic. I Mr. Think. Fox. Or is this you six? Know? I think this might be six. Oh yeah. 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 Because I have one, two, three, four. I have five left, so this is actually six. Oh, wait. <clears throat> Fantastic Mr. Fox was actually my six as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, my so next one our, is my five. Okay. So we're both at our sixes. So, yeah. Your six is Mr. Fox, mine, Moonrise Kingdom. And, like, Moonrise Kingdom, it, it's kind of, like, in a similar vein. 
as Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's like it's more one a lot more of like the comfortable West mm. movie. Um, there is like a slight kind of heart race at the end, uh, like on first watch that I was fucking so scared for. And then whenever it's all good and like, you know, nothing bad's going to happen at the end. It's so much better on second watch. It's so just so cute. And, Mm. uh, I don't know. Like I do absolutely adore this movie. It's like, it's so, it's just so fun. Ed Norton, I think just had it like everyone just looked like they had a fun time just like camping out there. Um, I don't know it in like the tent, like watching it again, like realizing like the colored tents, um, that were on, uh, like the yellow and green. Yeah, the yellows, the, movie, the greens. Um, is really God, like, just, I love Moonrise Kingdom, man. Yeah, it's so it's so visually just every West movie is visually beautiful. Um, and then like this one's just really fun as well. There's no like extreme tragic moment that is like oh my fucking god i'm a mess like right now it's like there's nothing that like tears your heart out you know that there's like moments that that you almost like you you think those things for a second but then it's all okay um i don't know Uh, and like just a really really cute movie um i love that that just so happened to be six um for Wes. Uh, I love Moonrise Kingdom and uh the lead there Jared Gilman is actually responsible for <laughs> one of our uh one of our uh, probably our biggest tweet of all time. That's crazy. Uh yeah. I quote tweeted one of his one of his posts and he gave it a like and a retweet and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah." And then that yeah. went on to not blow he has up some but good no, Oppenheimer memes. Some good. This, I he's love, a great he follow. He's a funny fucking guy he's on Twitter. You need to follow, follow Jared Gilman. He is hilarious. He posts the most random shit too. Like it, it, you don't know what to expect from him. Like, I follow him on Letterboxd, uh, and his uh, his review for Moonrise Kingdom is extremely funny because I have no idea what the fuck it means. Uh, so this is July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Uh, He posts a Moonrise Kingdom review on Letterboxd that says everyone was enjoying things until I forced them to watch the scene from Son of the Mask when Jamie Kennedy is the titular mask sings Frankie Valli in every musical genre known to 2005. Then things got heated. Five stars. What the fuck is this man talking about? That's hilarious. I have no idea what that means. That's why I love him. That's an encoded message or some shit. I don't know. He's doing some Boy Scout shit with that one i don't that's or yeah I, I don't think that one can be explained um oh man you had a pretty good i have no tweet, idea right? like maybe that's from wasn't it based on a book maybe maybe nope was that even based on a book it was not okay all right jared i'm assuming it's a story from on set that's why I'm like I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, um, but it's, it's an very, inside very joke, funny. yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, only the real ones know, I guess. There was a uh, reunion interview between Jared Gilman and Kara Hayward a few months back that they uh, it was it was cute to see them like fully fucking grown up. Mm. Uh, Jared Gilman has like a thick ass beard, and yeah, it's like what the fuck, man. Yeah, that it is weird. Yeah, I I will. Kind of, it's. Yeah, I guess this came out what 2012. Okay, yeah, 
that is weird to think about. Um, I'll just always see him as the ki- the kid in Moonrise Kingdom, but every time I see his Twitter profile picture, I'm like, oh yeah, he is a real human being that ages normally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like he's our, he's our age. That's yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, no, like so I have weird. him forever distilled in time in my head as a twelve year old, but then like, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he's 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 literally he's I. Like in theory, if we met, we would probably be friends, you know. Yeah, he's probably yeah, he'd be so chill. Seems like it. Seems like it. But yeah, no. Bruce Willis, Ed Norton, Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton. I love Jason Schwartzman's role in that. I know I give him props on every single thing he's in, but uh, cousin yeah. Ben popping up and officiating the wedding. <laughs> One of my favorite parts yeah. of that movie. <laughs> yes. Oh man, there's that movie is. So much happens there at the end. It it just it just kind of snowballs. You mm. get like like uh, what's Jared's character's name? Sam and, Sam Shakuski. Sam, that's right. Sam going off and almost killing seven Boy Scouts. Uh, you know, <laughs> Susie stabbing a guy. Yeah, we don't see what happens. You know, we just see some weird some some an arrow fly across the screen. Some something. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. He he goes crazy. He gets struck by lightning. I thought he's dead at first. Like mm. two two heart like almost heart attacks that I had on the first watch of him. I thought he just fucking died when he got struck by lightning. Two, I thought they mm. actually jumped off at the end there and they weren't going to be saved. And then on second watch, it's it's much nicer knowing that this lightning strike doesn't kill the boy immediately and that he's all good. And that they survive at the end of this, and it's it's all it's all happy at the it's end. It's all right? happy and good. It's all good. Um, yeah, no, that, just two. First watch versus second watch, very very different. Um, and I, I don't know, I I much prefer the second watch than the first, which is I don't know on most West movies, I don't know. That's that's the first watch is usually always the most mind blowing or like the most like euphoric that you'll ever get. Mm. on one of his movies but this one was kind of like more euphoric on the second watch um whenever i noticed all the you're color. just comfortable and, you're and just, I, I was yeah. like yeah i knew the story it was i don't know it was very There's such nice. intimate storytelling there with just so many different characters and it's i i, I adore that movie it will not uh it will not be this week that's uh mm. that's for sure mm-hmm. but uh okay do uh, i do also have a west movie at 24 and I got excited. That was my that was my sigh. Oh. That I was hoping I was hoping we had the and same we lined one. I'm assuming up? it's your twenty three. Um, <gasps> no. twenty four twenty four is where I have the Darjeeling Limited oh, from two thousand seven. We were so close. Yep. Oh, yep. So man. close. Yeah. I have the Darjeeling Limited at two uh, two thousand seven at twenty uh, twenty four here. Um, oh. So it is your 23, I had that right? Yeah, it is. Oh, man, we were so close. This was one that I was going back and forth on. I know. I was literally I got so excited, and then you said Moonrise Kingdom. No! Uh, oh, we almost did it. And this would have been such a cool one to line up on. I know. Uh, oh. But still, I love that it's it's in the bar. It's in the it's in the top tier with Barbie now. One, one away from each other, just the mm-hmm. same. And exactly the same. I had it one spot below you. Um and I, th- I, th- I find that fitting. The Darjeeling Limited is, uh, dude, I fucking adore oh. this movie. This is the one, this oh is my God. most recent Wes rewatch, um, the Darjeeling Limited. Um, absolutely fucking love 
the Darjeeling mm. Limited, dude. It's uh, I, I, I somehow always forget when I'm watching a West movie that all my emotion is like pent up until the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. But even as like, I feel like I'm watching the Darjeeling Limited, and I'm like. There's a lot of moments where I'm like, God, I feel like this should be like affecting me in a way that makes me cry right now. And then I get to the end and I like cry all the way through the credits and I'm like, oh, okay. No, that was, uh, that's where, that's where this was supposed to, I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's right. I remember now. Uh, and that's what happens with every single one. And that's yeah, especially yeah. what happens no, with no, the Darjeeling no. Limited, man. Yeah. You know, it's coming. It's like the first watch you're along for the ride and it still makes you cry. Like just, it's that good. But then the second time, it's like, you know that cry is coming, and you're like, I'm waiting for it. Like it's 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 such it's such a good feeling. I don't know. It's just a a beautiful movie. This is like it's it is fun. Just like like kind of like Three Stooges on a on a a, pl- a train ride across the country. You know, um, kind of fun for a little bit there. Just like on the train. Do takes a very it. again another one with just that yeah. tone switch that hits you like a ton oh. of bricks. Boom! Um, it's across yeah. the river or a stream, and then that movie is different from look then on. Look now. at these assholes! Um, I think is what Jason Schwartzman says when they're trying to cross the river, and then they fall and they just like I can't remember who yells it, but one of them goes "Go!" and they all like go to their own, they all find their own kid. Adrian Brody. It was my favorite Adrian Brody performance of all time. He's so fucking good in it. Um, yeah. Frankly, I, I think you can make a case for any three of these guys it being the best performance of their career. Like, it's it's, it's so special. damn good. Jason Schwartzman's incredible. Owen Wilson. I mean, I love Owen Wilson's, like, control freak. He's, like, he's probably the most, like, Wes Anderson character in this movie, you yeah. know, where he's got this really clipped... Uh, control freak sort of mm-hmm. vibe going on um laminated the itinerary card yes yes sort of. oh yeah um, no, he's he's serious god damn man when we get to the end of the movie and they're they're all shaving and stuff in the mirror and he's slowly <laughs> taking off his bandages and like this time i always love watching like a different one of them uh, every time i watch like in different movie. situations just to see okay. what they're oh, like the whole yeah. movie like focus on one no no but like just kind of bounce around and find someone who I, i'm like oh i've never really paid attention to you during the scene or but uh, during that scene naturally my eyes are always on owen wilson mm-hmm. as he's taking yeah. off his bandages but this yeah. time I, like this most recent time i was like i want to watch uh jason schwartzman and adrian brody and it it made me break even more watching them watch him take the bandages off than watching Owen Wilson take because like just thinking about the brothers who are watching their watching their brother their older brother too who they likely at one point looked up to and stuff and seeing him in the state of vulnerability mm-hmm. um Jason Schwartzman like looks at him in the mirror and you could like watch his face like kind of just like sink as he like kind of realizes just how bad it is and Adrian Brody never like looks never looks away from his face the entire time and it's just like wow. oh dude it's so good and uh you know I guess I guess I got a little more healing to do uh but you're getting there oh man. dude it kills me man and then uh just I mean like the entire ending I don't know what it is but like 
especially once we've had that conversation about it and we've kind of deduced what a lot of stuff means and how we kind of came mm-hmm. to the conclusion that Owen Wilson probably Owen Wilson's character probably attempted suicide and that's what that was a result of and uh the idea that Bill Murray is actually their dad and it's kind of a manifestation of their imagination or Adrian Brody's imagination and stuff and then seeing all the st- like it's just Mm-hmm. it's so fucking good man and uh and letting their baggage go at the end, oh like, yeah literally. that's the one that's the oh. one man they do that and i'm i'm all set um god dude and it perfectly mirrors something that i didn't really catch until this one when bill murray is chasing the train at the beginning he runs up and he goes that's my train and he runs and he doesn't let go of his baggage but then they run up to the ticket booth and go that's our train and they run and try to catch it and like it's just a, a perfect mm. Like, I didn't realize that even the lines were the same, but mirrored, you know, like, uh, mm. dad's, ba- dad's bags aren't going to make it. Uh, dude, I wow. love it. Yeah. It's so I good. Man, oh, we were so close to lining up. This one was going back and forth so many times. This was like, which which movie do I like more? And I think it was just that I, I think I get more emotional payout from the Darjeeling. Like, it's just, it it feels... Mm more more complete it does moonrise is right there it's right there it's it, it is a fun time it's nice and nice and an, nice and easy to watch but i don't know i like i like the darjeeling watch a little more um in my opinion just barely though they're right there no, and i uh this is one that i actually had below the darjeeling on my most recent watch like uh prior to this it was floating around fantastic mr fox mm-hmm. i mean it still is it's 24 where fantastic mr fox was mm-hmm. 25 but it was floating kind of below it mm-hmm. and then i watched it and it just like i said it was the night before we left to go to that wedding this past weekend and emily was just sitting on the ground like painting her nails or something and i'm watching the end of the movie just <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just fucking sobbing over here. And uh, I was like, God damn, I love this fucking movie, man. And uh, it's just special. It's it's just special. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I, that's what I got at 24. It's what you got at 23 then. Yeah. So I guess you're 23. That's right. All right. Um, but rolling right into it this is one that you've already said. Got a little bit of a gap here. Okay. Um, I enjoy this movie a great deal, and the more and more that I've deliberated on my list, the more it's actually risen. It hasn't fallen at all. It's just kept going like a little bit up and up. Every time I'm adjusting something, it's one of those ones where like even if I've rewatched something that was Mm -hmm. like below it, I'd be like, oh well, I want to move this up here, and then I'd be like, wait, but I like I like this more (laughs) than that, so I'm gonna go ahead and move that up with it. Um. Yeah. Uh, 23 is where I have Lady Bird 2017 okay. directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, I love this fucking movie, man. Uh, Sir Ronan and uh, Laurie Metcalf just absolutely dominate most of the, most of this, uh, most of this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, another hour and a half one. That's just such an easy watch. And it's another one of those that just makes me feel so deeply. Uh, Definitely a couple cries throughout this movie. I love mm-hmm. uh, I love Beanie in this one. The you know some people just aren't built happy. Um, I love Timothy Chalamet in this. I'll tell it tight. 
It's one of my, like I've said on numerous occasions, one of my favorite, one of my favorite line deliveries ever. That's hella tight. Um, There's just, there's just so much to like about the movie. And uh, the fact that Greta Gerwig has just continued to elevate uh, as far as scale with every, with every movie she makes Mm. to have started with such an intimate film. That's kind of like a, you know, semi-autobiographical. It reminds me of uh, reminds me of Spielberg's like Fablemans and 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 stuff like that. Like that's it, mm. it feels it feels so deeply personal, and I, I just I just adore stuff like that. Um, I, like I said, Saoirse Ronan, I fucking yeah. love her. So her leading this leading this movie, it's uh, kind of infinitely rewatchable for me, which is something I didn't uh, exactly take away from my first viewing of it but then i watched it a second time and i was like oh i love watching this movie and then i watched it a third time like a day later um you know so it was just kind of like one of those where i like watched it and then i watched it and then i watched it and then i watched Mm -hmm. it and it just kind of kind of spiraled like that for me i uh and it's one that like on paper i would not have thought like top 30 top 25 you know Mm -hmm. but as i was like making the list i was like i don't know man i fucking love this movie you know and uh it just found its way up here, and I'm very happy it did because uh, I like the uh, I love whenever there's a little bit more of a contrast between our lists as well. I like the mm-hmm. big gaps. I think that's fun. I like when we have stuff in common, but it's 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 not in the same spot. And uh, but I also like when it we have stuff in common. It's very close. It's just it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, where, where did you have Lady Bird again? Was that fifties or sixties? Sixty five. Ooh, big um, gap here. Yeah, so this is what. Uh, 42 5 to 23 yeah yeah that is 42 um pretty fat gap yeah um i don't know i guess i've only seen it the one time uh that that we covered it maybe that that is it and that will help yeah rewatchable will help her out um i mean i still i mean it was above two west movies it's right by it no i mean shit dude yeah like it's it's that good like after one viewing probably be down there for me too but now i've watched it three or four times and it's just Mm -hmm. every single time i watch it it just kind of Mm -hmm. it it just elevates it gets better and better for me i think greta's such a fantastic that prom night was so cute oh yes Um, going out with the friend that was cute uh the Um, and then the, the mom the airport Oh, I man, remember that. that shit that was, wrecks yeah, me. That She's sucked. too late, you know? Yeah, that sucked. That did suck. Dude, it's such a good fucking movie. Yeah, I could was, uh I could just watch it and I could watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it and never get tired of it. And uh mm. there's there's not a lot of movies that are quite like it that I have above it. Um you know, this is such an intimate not like it's not like high fantasy or anything like it's just a it's just a little coming of age movie that mm-hmm. you know yeah. could absolutely probably did happen and absolutely could happen so it's just a yeah. i don't have many like that above it um like hmm. maybe one that's true that is not many movies are like that at all that are that good like i don't know that's it is a unique movie amongst mm-hmm. the the movies that are up here yeah, for no, sure. for sure. I, I I love I love me some Lady Bird, so I, I had to get it involved. And uh, twenty three, it felt like the right spot. I went ahead and put it above most of my West movies. Uh, mm. 
still got still got the West top uh top four to go, but uh mm-hmm. I do as well. Right, one, two, three, four. Yes, four. One will come this episode. Not yet, though. Um, as for twenty-two, I will head to a movie that has already been said. I believe. Um. Yes, you have set it down at your seventy-one. Um, it is my. It is nineteen ninety-seven. Goodwill Hunting by Gus Ooh. Van Sant. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know this. This movie was just a, an immediate cry off first watch. Oh, um, oh my god, um, was I, I? I don't know. It, I was <laughs> taken back by this movie whenever I first watched it, and then I I think I've probably seen it three times now, total. Um, it's either three or four. I don't think I've done it the fourth time though. But man, I don't know. I. I it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just this perfect, like, combination of so many things. Like, I, I guess I, I was talking about Matt Damon um, and how, like, a lot of these side roles and stuff. I, he's definitely the lead in this movie. I was thinking if, like, Robin Williams could be, Robin Williams would be the supporting role in this movie, right? Yes, yeah. I'd say, yeah. So, I mean, I got another Matt Damon lead movie here. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, and, and I don't know. I think he just did a just a phenomenal job just acting here, and like, and then just like it's just more of like a like there's coming of age of like high school, um, and like about to go to college, and like we're about to start adulthood, and then there's like this kind of part of coming of age of like realizing what you're gonna do with your life, and mm-hmm. like like uh. You are like you're like you're not just like like college is still like an adult trial. Like you're still you're still like on trial. You're not really there yet. But then like once you're on your own and like you're about to be faced with like big decisions and like what you do in those very very crucial years. Like that's like a coming of age story that I I just absolutely I, I think that it's hard like it's it's harder to make a movie about that second coming of age. I'd say like it's because it, it's kind of easy. Or not easy, but like it's it's way easier in my mind to be like, oh, high school, like those are the good old days. Like I'm already in on whatever this movie is because it'll remind me of of the good old days that I had in high school. But like, no one really has like the good old days in college, like college or like just that age time of your life is it's pretty tough. Like I don't know, it's it's never usually like unanimously, oh. I'd go back there in a heartbeat, you know, like, oh, that, those summers were the best or like whatever. Um, so I think it's harder to like write and make something like a story like this interesting at this like age, age range. Mm. Um, I guess it takes a super genius. Um, I can solve any math equation, uh, to do it, but I think it's, it's more, more of like the conversations he just has with Robin Williams and oh, like, that's the peak their the breakthroughs movie, and stuff that they have. Like that, that's I'm it. So like, sorry. That's, I'm so sorry. Man. It's not your fault. Oh, dude. Yeah. That shit. I, I, oh, fuck, man. That shit destroys <laughs> me. I love Mini Driver. I love Ben Affleck in this movie. Mm. So, like, uh, like the, uh, I mean, the fact that it was written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as mm-hmm. well, 
Mm-hmm. Always, always an awesome little detail about this movie. Um, it's so funny to see how like both Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have become like mega stars. Like they are a listers, you know, yeah. uh, there's an episode of friends um, where uh, Joey's an actor, a working actor. And he's trying to figure out what to do uh, next. Like what's the, and Ross suggests that he writes his own role, you know, like, like quote, those goodwill hunting guys. Mm. Um. <laughs> And that's like, it's like late nineties when that came out. So it's like, it's just so fascinating to hear like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck referred to as those goodwill hunting guys. Um, damn. Like they are, they're a list actors now and massive celebrities and uh, regarded as some of the most talented people in Hollywood. So it's just like, it's so fascinating to see how, how much has changed in the time since like this was like their breakout. Wow. Yeah, what a good great. breakout it was, you know? That, I don't know. I guess that that makes sense. They wrote the story. They know how, you know, and they can act. Um, that is that is their main profession. At least it's, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that, like, yeah, that's that's a good combination there. Um, and, man, they wrote one hell of a story. Dude. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite part. I don't know if it's Robin Williams or Matt Damon. Like, I don't know. Um, I think there's just a lot of love to go around in that movie, man. Like they're both so fucking good, and I I think that if either one of those roles was played by somebody else, the movie wouldn't be as good, you know. And that's just uh, I think perfect. that's just kind of the case. Um, perfect. For not that. to mention Stellan Skarsgård, who's incredible yep. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that movie just has a lot going for it. That is, I don't know, I, that that movie will never get old. That'll never never will be like a a dry watch Uh, i will cry every time um i watch that movie pretty guaranteed Timo's favorite movie of all time by the way oh yes yes it was that's his number one which is i believe uh, it yeah i could see i could see that being a number one i could i mean uh I I couldn't blame anybody for calling it their favorite movie of all time. It's one of my I, it's one of my mom's favorites. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I remember whenever we covered it, I because whenever we covered it, that was the first time I watched it, and it was a movie that I watched. It ended, and I watched it again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, and those like, are the only two times I've watched it. I've only watched it those wow. two times, and I need to watch it again. But like, uh, it ended, and I started it over to watch it again. Like that's how good Goodwill that's Hunting true. was. Uh, but yeah. I remember after I finished it, I walked outside. Walked out of my room and I went up to my mom and I was like, I just watched Goodwill Hunting for the first time. I've got like tears in my eyes running down my face. Yeah. I'm like, I I really I really liked the movie. It was really good. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's man. That was I'm glad I don't know. I'm glad like the 52 year journey like really just opened up so many movies. Like in my, oh, it's so bizarre too. I look back on some of like a. Uh, the discussions we had around movies and I'm already like, God, if we did that now, I feel like it'd be so much, like, I feel like I could do so much better at it. And it's mm. just like, uh, and that's why I love doing these different movie projects like the director spotlight and stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, whatever, whatever might come next post comic book movie journey through film, like, uh, whatever ends up being the new Friday movie thing. Um, I'm ready for it. Whatever might come. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was something that was really fun about it. it. Was just like discovering 
movies that were classics that I'd never seen before. And that was a mm-hmm. lot of those movies, man. Um, there's so much to like in, in that whole project and Goodwill hunting. I was kind of like, I was kind of like a highlight of a decade, really the nineties. Like, uh, if you go to my letterboxd, like if you go to like your stats all time, it has your favorite decades. Like what decades have you rated the highest? Like your individual, like individual movie scores added up across all and, and then divided across all those movies. And uh, I don't know if that's only if you've gotten like the pro or whatever. Pro. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I don't know. If, if but uh, yeah, that. my highest rated decade is the 90s. Uh, okay. I don't know how many movies I've watched from the 1990s. Looks like it's quite a few. But uh, yeah, okay. Looks like 56 films from the 90s I've mm. logged on Letterboxd. Um, and they have an average rating of 4.31 out of 5. Like, uh, okay, it's pretty yeah, absurd. I guess I do only have 72 films logged total on yeah. Letterboxd. I know it's I only worth it if you're gonna. I'm doing a top 100 list right now, so I've seen at least 100. I know that much to be true, right? I just haven't been logging, um, on Letterboxd, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, c- I could get it broken down by decade to see how many movies I had in each decade. Um, oh right, right, right. And I'm a, I'm a new movie watcher. It seems I have a lot more in the most recent decades. Oh me, uh, me as well. Oh, I, oh. I, 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 like I said, I love the letterbox app, but like you, you, you look at the curve there and just the yeah. way that it it goes up oh, and yeah. up and up. Uh, yeah, just uh, I fucking love. Yeah, like I said, I've logged 56 films from the entire decade. Of the 1990s, I watched 61 films that came out in 2022. <laughs> you know, like that's a uh, yeah, dang, yeah. So like, yeah. uh, it's it's just like, and what you'll find as we get uh, up to the top of this list is uh, a bunch of my movies are 2010 and after, and that's because that's what I've watched the most. You know, like I've had the most time with it in my own life, and I think that that's like a that's how it's gonna be. That's how it's going to be, you know, like, I don't think you can knock anybody for not having older movies or anything. And I've got, a, I've got a few that go back a little bit, but not super far. Like I've got one nineties movie in my top 20. Yeah. Like two, two nineties movies and an eighties movie, but like, yeah. Like when people say like, you can't knock a movie, like an older movie for like it's VFX or anything like that, but it's like kind of a little bit like <laughs> it's, it's not their fault. Because it was just the time that it is. It's just now we know what's possible. You yeah. Know, like, and it, like sometimes it's done really well and you're like, wow, you can appreciate the craft. But then other times it's like, ooh, like that. I like it. I don't know. It's just like it, 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 it it's not like you want it to hurt the movie, but it kind of just, but you can't uh, help but acknowledge it while like you're it watching. Just, yeah. It just kind of does sometimes. Um, no, nah, but there's a, I was just thinking about this earlier because there's been a lot of discourse about uh how i met your mother on my twitter timeline the other uh within the last couple of days about how poorly it's aged mm. and perfect and frankly it it, ha- it has aged rather poorly as far as like some of the jokes are modernly they're not in the best taste but uh i've like whenever i watch something that's older i don't know i don't look at it as like oh my god this is so this is such a 
terrible mm-hmm. thing that they were joking about. I like to think about it as like a time capsule. Like this was yeah. acceptable yeah. at this time. And that's like bizarre. You know, it's not like, it's not like, Oh no. Like, and uh, frankly, like if, if I, I guess I'm just, I'm wired a little differently, you know? So like, it's not like it's, uh, if, if you're, it's not like those things were ever okay from a sense of morality, but for the times and what was, yeah, what was able was to pass by a network. Television. Yeah, yeah. Like that's crazy. I, I love what I, I like. I like watching shit like that and going to a point, you know, there's other stuff where you're like, okay, well I'm not going to fucking mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, and that, that applies to all, all sorts of stuff, VFX and everything like, uh, kind of seeing what was possible for the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, when it came to our comic book movie journey through film, I always wonder if we were rough on like Batman 66, like if we were unfair to Batman 66. Maybe and a I'm little like, bit. I don't think so. We, I've watched okay. movies from before 66 now and mm. I've gone, those are a lot fucking better than it Batman was 66. kind of shittily made, but I think it was just on like, that's just kind of on purpose. Like, I think. Yeah, like, no, like, it, that's part of, it's part of it. It's part of the camp and everything. But, like, uh. But we gave it a, a three critically. I mean, it's not very good. Like, that's, that's the thing is that, like, I think that, uh, I've watched a lot of movies from before 1966. And, I mean, you watched Yojimbo. How much better is that than Batman 66? That's true. That's true. How much better is 2001 A Space Odyssey oh, okay. in 1968? All right. All right, fair enough. It's pretty bad, you know. Like, and, the, and that's the thing. Like, I, I always have to like rationalize stuff like that, but it's just so fair enough because it's so interesting to see just how much stuff can shift and like, uh, if you if you have a budget and how much how artful you're willing to take it and everything. It's just so it's so interesting to splice all that up. But uh, man, I don't even remember what this what this started with. But uh, what was your twenty two? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. The fifty-two years movie. Film. That's yes. what it does. Yes. It just gets you to think about life. God damn yes, it. it! Does yes, it ah. does. Life and art and what's what's beautiful. What it, what is and what isn't. No, I love uh, I love Goodwill Hunting. It's a great fucking movie. Again, another one that if I had watched it more recently, would have climbed up my list. But I've only watched it those two times in the same night. That one night. Mm-hmm. Um, But man, my uh, my twenty two. This is the this is one where I'm uh, I'm interested to see how you might feel about me having it here. Oh no, do I have to brace for impact? You might a bit. Okay, you might a bit. If not this one, there's another one that I know you will have to. Uh, oh, this episode? Yes, this episode. <laughs> oh God, my okay. twenty two and my twenty. You might even feel that way about my twenty one, but my twenty two and my twenty, I feel very fairly confident in. Uh, my 2020, uh, my, uh, 22, I have another 52 year journey through film flick, a sci-fi classic in the matrix 1999 directed by the Wachowski sisters. Um, yeah, bit, uh, bit low. Uh, it's, it didn't start here. It just found its way down here. Um, it's one of those ones where like when I was, when I started the list, it was one of the first things I added. You know, and then as I've as I've watched and watched and watched stuff, it's just it's only fallen a little bit. You know, I don't think I ever had it top 10, but I had it top 15. Um, hmm. And. 
there's a there's an epicness to this movie that you just you just can't deny. I fucking love Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Like it's just it's so fucking cool, you know. Um, you know, and I, I I don't like to make decisions based on this, but is one that I was very confident you would have higher, and I didn't want to have a ton overlapping in the top. And oh, I was dude. comfortable. I was comfortable letting it drop a little bit for that case, um, as is the case with another one here in a little bit. Um, but, uh, I, I fucking love the matrix, man. It's, uh, the, the justification and kind of letting it fall a little bit was that it doesn't emotionally rivet me anymore. Um, it's, it's super fun to watch, super exciting. Um, I love Keanu Reeves, obviously, you know, that's kind of, one of there, our podcasts. Yeah. I think we've things. established that. Yeah. I think that's that's been safe established. to say. Um, y'all know that if you fuck with the pod, um, dude. I I just I love this movie and mm-hmm. every single movie on this list I love, but this one this one's particularly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there are only movies on the list. Drives just fucking cool, you know, and this is one of those. It's just fucking cool, man. Uh. Is that Some air stuff? you're breathing? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's like scenes like that. That that's the thing about this movie is there's so many iconic scenes in it, like the dojo fighting Ooh. Agent Smith in the subway, bullet Ooh. time, fucking li- like him, fucking you know, uh, uh, iconic camera like technique too. Like they mm-hmm. fucking have like no, it's 30- a. It's a- Forty cameras, like taking that. The, the technical picture. marvel, dude. It's astonishing. Saving Morpheus from fuck. that tower. Oh my fuck! You know, like I'm not one for guns and shit. Usually, you know, in but movies, and it, in this movie. Out of somebody, know. please get this man a gun. I don't know. I uh... I'm gonna need guns. I mean, it'll the Matrix will come. In a bit. Um, I'm going to need a gun. Yeah, yeah I, I, love I love that movie. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. I love oh. I love that movie, too. And uh, it's, yeah, it's it, like, again, it probably it probably could have probably could have climbed a little higher. Again, one that I haven't watched in several, several months. Okay. So that's another reason. If I watched okay. it, if I watched this last night. It's not at 22. That's the bottom line. Like, right. and that's, that's something that I've acknowledged several times it's, throughout this list. It's just um, simply up my vein or mm. up my valley. I, you know, that it's just, it ticks all the boxes for oh, me. Dude. Um, so that, I mean, it, and that's just what movies are. I mean, like that, it's, it's, it's Ooh. different for everybody. Our West orders different, mm-hmm. you know? The, no, yeah, that's what I like. That's what that's one of the my favorite things about doing podcasts with you is that we have similar tastes, but mm-hmm. we value those things in different ways, which I think is is I don't like. Uh, you know, I can I can appreciate a podcast where like the hosts disagree on almost every single thing, but like I don't. I mean, I'm not an argumentative person. You know, I'm not built for that. So like, you like what you like. I like what I like. If that happens to overlap, fuck yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna convince you that what you like is not the right thing to like, bro. That's not the case. And the Matrix, we don't gotta argue about that. That shit's awesome. That's just just cool. Yeah, it's top ten. I knew. It. I knew it was. It's top ten. Uh, so won't be next week. It'll be the following. Um, in the finale up there. Um, I don't think this is my only one this episode that you have top 10. 
Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's what that's what I have at twenty two. I also have I've I've been saving this for several weeks. Uh I have that little I still have a list in my letterbox that's your top ten in theory from like <laughs> yep. um from weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um and so far I'm still on the money. I have not I I, I there I've I've still got all the ones that I thought I would. But uh Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean it hasn't changed. It's been this the whole time. The same ten. I can't fucking wait. Um but yeah, no, I love I love the Matrix. Oh. I love it. I love it dearly. And uh Wow. Wow wow. Twenty two, that's still good. that's still really fucking Oh good. dude, yeah, like I the the only reason it, it falls to here is because it doesn't make me cry. Bottom line. And I have it above two movies that make me fucking sob in Lady Bird and Darjeeling Limited. So like uh Yeah. Because yeah. it Yeah, you're right. There is no no moment like that. It is more of just like you're maybe wow. the first time I watched it, whenever it's like uh because I love I you know, the the cho- the Oracle told me that I would fall in love with the chosen one. And it has to be you because I love you, Neo. Like all that. Like I'm pretty sure the first time I watched that, that got me to tear up. But uh, mm. no, it's a it's a kick ass fucking movie, man. And uh, dude, yeah, Neo and Trinity and Morpheus. Just you're not getting a better a better team there than that. Let's see down there. Okay, there it is. Yes, I knew. I knew you said it before. Um, and talk about not a movie that makes you cry whatsoever. Um, quite the opposite of that. Um, this is where, and I don't know if this is a surprise to you, I don't know. Maybe you expected it higher in my list. This is where it fell. Um, so 21, I have 1980, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Uh-huh. Yep, I had it ready yeah. for you. I knew. And, uh, at, at first... I plopped this down at, like, 10. Like, I was plopping movies down, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's, like, my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, right. It's gotta be up here. Like, it is my favorite horror movie of all time. So, like, it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be top 10. And then, like, movies just kept flowing, and I'm like, uh-oh. I mean, yeah, top, top horror movie of all time, but that can only carry you so far. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, it's great. But, uh, kind of like the same thing. Uh, that you're talking about, is that like with the Matrix? Like it doesn't it doesn't get me to cry, you know, mm. like really at all. Like, it just gets me to wonder and and freak out a little bit. Um, the end is is still a mystery, um, completely. And man, I still haven't watched the sequel. God damn it, with you and McGregor. I haven't yeah. either. I haven't either. But I'm excited I'm to at some point. Reminded of that every time I think of The Shining. Now I'm reminded of that there's another one out there, which is crazy. Yeah, with Ewan McGregor, no less. That's yeah, that's fuck? fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. It's fuck. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. And tomorrow, we're probably gonna see some crazy. Maybe Obi Wan Kenobi too. Like possibly, possibly. Um, big time jump there. Probably. Um, is this no? No, this is this Wednesday. Only one day. Only one day. Time jump, I guess. Two days. Most probably. people still regard Wednesday as the new Star Wars day, anyway. So mm-hmm. true. True. Anyway, to The Shining um, here. Yeah, this, uh, I guess it is, it is my top Kubrick. Um, 
I, I, I was going back and forth, and if I liked um, a, a Space Odyssey or The Shining more, um, and The Shining just kept winning over and over. Like I think The Space Odyssey is cool and all, but like I, I don't really have the urge to want to watch it again um, anytime soon. And but The Shining, I I don't know. It's always like it, when spooky season comes around, I'm gonna watch The Shining. Oh well, yeah, uh, of course. And then like it could be Christmas, or it could be my birthday, or it could be any other random ass time, and I'd be like, oh, I think I could watch The Shining right now. Like I like I don't know. I I watch it every now and then. It's just I don't know how many times I've watched it, but it's more mm. than more than ten. I could comfortably say. Um. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a. Uh, a weird, creepy ass movie, and I like I like movies that get get the adrenaline pumping a little bit. Even though I literally am incapable of creating adrenaline in my body, yeah, right, um, literally. And I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe that 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 gets something going. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh I do just produce the smallest amount of adrenaline while watching thriller and horror movies, but um. I don't know. It's just one that's done well. One that is no, no need for jump scares. No need for uh, simple horror gags. This is just straight psychological thriller, just to the brain, and uh, get your heart racing. You're just built up this whole time. The sets are really cool. The hotel's just really oh, dude, cool. It's a gorgeous setting. Um, the maze, the, the run in the maze, is so creepy. It's always like. Just it, I've always been afraid of mazes because of this movie. Um, like people are like, I don't know. You always saw them in like really rich people's backyards and cartoons, or like, like I, I feel like every mansion had like a hedge maze in the backyard. Like I don't know why, but they always did. And I I just I was like I I don't know why you'd want that because you, it just feels like a horror trap, right? That I'm gonna get chased by. Uh, my dad or somebody you know, <laughs> by whatever i don't know with a knife trying to kill me like oh my god like i don't know that's just what i attached to ma- hedge mazes but yeah i don't know kubrick um although not the greatest man um quite the movie maker though oh dude fantastic say. filmmaker mm-hmm. um I love that though. A couple Kubrick in this episode for you then. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting off, yeah, two thousand one, and not quite a Kubrick sandwich. Not uh, quite, almost but close, almost a Kubrick. Quite sandwich. close, quite mm-hmm. close. Um, nah, fuck yeah, I love that. I love The Shining, man. Uh, that's one that I rewatched. It was going to be in my eighties, and then I rewatched it, and it shot all the way up to my fucking forties or fifties. Hmm. So. Uh, it took a big leap oh. for me. I I guess this episode was a Kubrick sandwich. Um, yeah, before I moved Tron Legacy up out of this episode. Oh, yeah. It would have been number 20, but no longer is it. Um, yeah, so it w- almost a Kubrick sandwich. Um, and would that have lined? No. I don't think that would have changed Moonrise Kingdom at all, though. Dang, I don't know. All, or a Dar- the Darjeeling lineup. Um, I don't think it it would have ch- it wouldn't have changed that. But mm. man, I'm pissed. 
Because at one point, I know I had Moonrise above Darjeeling, and we would have lined up perfectly. Just just uh, one little move, and that's all it would have taken. But uh, no. Oh man, Damn. no. But I'm a I'm a go with uh, the one of the best one of the best movies of the 2010s. Possibly its greatest influence was your 21. Um, oh, 21 is where I have Jordan Peele's Get Out. Oh, 2017. Oh. Is uh, this a fucking movie? Let's see. Oh, dude, I, I fucking love Get Out. Daniel Kaluuya is so 21? fucking good in it. Um, mm-hmm. Allison Williams is scary mm-hmm. as Rose. Um, Ooh. Bradley, I love Bradley Whitford. Um, so it's just a one of those casts that's not like eye popping, say for Daniel Kaluuya, but like Bradley Whitford, I love, I love, uh, I love Catherine Keener, I love Stephen Root, um, love Lakeith Stanfield, Lil Rel Howery, Betty Gabriel, just a bunch of people who are so good at what they do, all under a director a first time director who absolutely fucking dominated it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I got to guess here. Let me check real quick. I think this is the highest debut film I have of anybody. Oh. Um, yeah, actually not technically. Oh, not technically. This is top two though. Top two debut films for me. Um, Yeah, top two. Hmm. But uh, the only reason the other one is above it is because it makes me cry like a motherfucker. Um, This one doesn't make me cry. It's just uh, it's just fucking freaky, man. Uh, I I had the pleasure of rewatching this recently. This was at the bottom of my 20s. It's one of those ones that stayed in Mm -hmm. the 20s, but went all the way up to the top of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I. uh, it's actually returning to theaters here in a couple weeks. Might have to go ahead and catch it on the big screen, September twenty second through twenty eighth. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be watch could be nice. Ooh, could be, could be very, very nice. fun with Get Out, man. It's just such a what a brilliantly constructed movie. That third act, I mean, my fucking god, what an insane direction for this film to have gone, especially the first time you watch it. You know, there's no guessing that. Like, no, there's no way, like, no way you see that coming first time. Anyone in the theater, like, there's no, no way that, that anyone's sitting there, like, oh, they're going to form the order of the coagula and they're yeah. going to do some <laughs> sort of brain surgery on on his head to swap their like, just a fucking insane concept and one that's oh. scary because uh, it's. I mean, it's not feasible, but it's like. If if there was a family of white people who had this ability, they would one hundred percent do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, oh, that's, yeah. that's what's freaky about it. Uh is that it's not. just uh uh-uh. uh. Like it unlocked a new fear that shouldn't be a fear. This like it 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 shouldn't that like I don't know. Jordan Peele, I love the guy, one of my favorite directors there is nowadays. But like he put that idea out into the world. Um and it's it's out there forever. And I, I, I don't know. I like sometimes things. Praise be the order of the coagula. Uh, whenever they're doing that shit at the end, I'm like, what the fuck just happened, man? Nope. Uh, 
I would have oh. voted for Obama for a third term if it was possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, the like neoliberal the neoliberal villain is is also an inspired touch where it's like it's not a conservative like they're not conservative they're not a conservative yeah, right. family it's not it's it's not that they're racist in that they hate black people it's that they admire them so deeply that they need to uh they, and they need to um, they need to take their bodies their their overwhelmingly capable bodies according to them um what a freaky yeah. fucking concept Whoa. dude yeah you know it just goes to remind you that there is every kind of person out there in the world. A view that you think is crazy and out there and no way a human could think that way. Someone does out there, probably. Um, which is, we got 8 billion people on this planet. It's fucking eight horrifying. billion people. Holy shit. How do we even know that? You know? Yeah, true. I've never Can thought about that. Can we just take that. our best guess? Like, could we be at 9 billion and not know it? No way. Like, you I think grow. we just passed 8 billion. Yeah. So it was yeah, like, but like, like, you know, I you guess there's no way for me thing. to know that personally. <laughs> they could yeah. just be reporting have you counted? that. Have you counted? I don't think. So. I, I have not. <laughs> but no, like, you go on that World Counter website and you just see the numbers just just fly you know deaths and births whatever it's just a mm -hmm. guess it's just like a rate you know it's True. not like we're literally like taking a counter at every birth that happens you know i don't know that'd be kind but, of kick-ass if that's like that was like something doctors had to do they're like right gotta add to this one guy's uh, job is to report just the world every counter. birth and then there's one guy that's the death counter yeah man no but yeah this it is like you're right about that, like, uh, you would expect the family to be, like, some conservative farm, mm -hmm. you know, or, you or like, I don't know, something like that, and just be a lot easier to villainize them, but then, I don't know, it's it's a much more modern, like, take, I guess, or, like, much more... No, yeah, like, it, it, it's, I think it's an, an, an a much more important take to show just how even the good ones... Mm can like just can let you down so deeply at the end whenever he's like rose give me the keys and he's like and she's like i can't i can't find them and then like they all surround me goes rose where are those keys and she just uh, uh, right here i'm like oh you uh, you know uh, i can't give you the keys right babe uh that's insane somebody like, shoot her in the chest with a shotgun please yeah oh my god like, she she seems so normal. That's the thing. She seems so normal, and then she got those crazy eyes, and then was never the same. At the end, whenever like it was revealed, she she had those like cra you know crazy like big eyes, like kind of like dude like, that right. that phone scene between her and uh, and his boy, uh, wherever he. He's like, hold on, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and look some up. I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on. I'm, I'm, a, I'll be right back. Then he mutes, he mutes himself, and he's like, oh, this bitch is lying. Uh, that, that whole thing is fucking incredible. I, I just, uh, uh, and she's like, oh no, you haven't seen him. He left two days ago. We haven't, I haven't heard from him since. Uh, and he's mm -hmm. like, Rod, Rod Williams, TSA, um, goat. Yeah, talk about a. A switch up too, like you think T it's a cop car pulling up. Motherfucking a. You think it's just a random cop car? We and you're handle like, shit. Well, yeah, no. Fuck. You're like, fuck. 
you're like, this could not have gone worse. Yeah, like, thank fucking he's God. Totally in the clear, totally innocent, or innocent, but God damn it, it's a cop. Like, what the fuck? And then thank the Lord. Oh my God. That Rod was like, fucking Williams, holy baby. Holy shit. Yeah, we should all we should all have a friend like Rod Williams, man. This guy, uh, mm-hmm. he held it down for Chris. And I love yeah, also cool. that you know we we were talking about like even the good ones of like the neoliberals kind of uh, taking taking black bodies. Like whenever he goes to the police, I I feel like they made it a point. None of the police officers he talks mm. to are white. And even they don't Damn. believe this guy. So I think it's like, it's like not all, even, even the not white yeah. cop, you're still a fucking cop, Damn. you know, like you're still a fucking cop and you're, you're a mm-hmm. part of that institution and you can't be good if you're a cop. Like that's a, like, I loved, I loved that concept and just like playing, playing with all that. It's just so dark and disturbing and dystopic and fucking incredible dude like i every time i watch that movie i walk away thinking it might be the best american movie of the decade of the 2010s like it's just so goddamn good gets you to feel so many different things Mm. it's yeah and like who's that i think it's one of them like what like uh he was the guy that worked like was on just kind of worked there like the field i don't know but i think like it was revealed that he like I don't know. I guess I don't. I forgot what his story was exactly, but like just running across the field, like sprinting, like at. Oh night. yeah, their grandpa. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's their grandpa. It's oh, the God. grandpa, and he lost to Jesse Owens at yeah. the uh, oh. at the Olympics. Oh. So he he wanted to take a black body so he could be as fast as Jesse Jesse Owens. Like that's oh. what he thought was necessitated to be faster than. I promise you, man, you're still not as fast as Jesse Owens, man. Jesse Owens was just the fastest motherfucker alive. That's all. Boy was booking it across the field, though. I mean, like a scary. It was a scary music that was playing. I mean, and he also had like the very fundamental run. Yeah, kept arms to the side and stuff, which is just. I mean, like he could not could not have ran in a more white way. I don't think. Yeah, it was just creepy. Um, I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. Um. Whenever they're talking to whenever he's talking to Lakeith Stanfield, and he's like, "Man, it's so nice to." see another brother here like what's up and he's and his like old ass wife walks over and she's like what's up honey he's like chris was just telling me how much more comfortable he is with my being here and you're like oh this guy what the fuck is up with this guy man if he knew Uh, yeah it's like (laughs) the way he describes it to rod he's like it's like they missed the movement man uh like uh all that just an incredible fucking movie dude and they missed uh, the movement I could I could watch this movie again and again, like I said, and uh, I, I'll likely go see it in theaters here in a couple of weeks. They've also got the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy is getting re-released this weekend for a little five dollar tickets at AMC. So I'm seeing that on Sunday. Dark Knight. Very excited about that. Okay, but kind of a different topic with the with the uh, you know strikes and stuff. Movies are just they're like without stuff coming out. They're just like. Go Please ahead and put stuff in there. Back yeah. to the movies. We'll put yeah. anything you want on. What you exactly. want the Dark Knight? Fuck it. We'll put it on. Fuck you want Barbie again? Here you go. Yeah, like <laughs> anything, please. Yeah, I guess I guess like the movie. Co- I didn't think about that. Like the movie companies, they don't like they have no like stake in the streaming or anything. Like it's just they just play the movies. You know, like they just play. 
and sell popcorn. And yeah, like AMC and fucking. Damn. Yeah, yeah that kind of. I didn't. That's a a party I didn't really think about. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, just gonna, they're just like, we just went through them. COVID. Are you guys really going to do this yeah, shit again? Dang, uh, it just really sucks for them. Yeah. Ooh. Um, oh, that's funny. Damn. Uh, wow. No, but uh, frankly, AM, uh, fucking movie theater employees should strike too. Fuck it. Uh, they don't get paid enough to deal with the shit they have to put up with. I mean, my God. Sometimes I'm in a movie theater like, holy fucking shit. You got to be goddamn kidding me. I always think it would be so cool to work in a movie theater. And then I go to a movie theater and I'm like, oh, God, yeah. never mind. No, you know? people just are so disrespectful. Like it's. It's not even, it's not even funny. Like, it's like, it's so hard to just walk to the trash can that's on your way out of the movie theater. Like, it is is on the way out, and some people still can't even throw it in there. And then you look at the trash can, it's just fucking, it's the biggest pile of fucking trash you've ever seen. It's like overflowing. You know, trash, yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, is that just people lazy just throwing it on the counter, just not getting it like in the trash can? Or or is the actual trash can full under there too? You know? I have no idea, man. But it's just like yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm I <laughs> I just can't believe some of the movie theater etiquette I witness sometimes, but uh in game yeah, Infinity War changed it forever. It, oh it did, man. And it's it's different. Movie theaters or it I don't know. You have to make yourself known now. Some people have, like, it's like you have to make your reaction known to be, like, and that's just weird. Like, I don't know. Like. Bruh, the shit that really pisses me off is, like, if this is where y'all, where your group of friends was just going to hang out on a Friday night, why'd y'all spend 15 fucking dollars to do it here? Like. If y'all were just going to hang out and do what you would have done on a fucking couch at home, That's which true. is talk as loud as you fucking can, mm-hmm. I don't want you here, man. Nobody does. Go home. And I don't know why you spent money to do it. Um, that's true. That is weird. That's that's why I just don't. I'm like, y'all are, I don't, maybe I treat the movie theater different than some people, but typically I don't when I go so. to a movie theater, I intend <laughs> to watch a fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm alone. Maybe I'm alone in that. But like, uh, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't I think so think either. So. But my fucking god, is it bad out there sometimes? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I and like, I, it's not that I hate all reaction. I, especially if you're reacting to the movie, at least you're reacting to the movie. You know, it's when you're talking about some other fuck. I I will never forget how terrible my experience at past lives was. Like they were laughing. And I was like, what the fuck are y'all laughing at, bro? This is not a funny fucking movie. I was, and I, so I was like, so you're clearly talking up there, bro. Like, and you can hear the, but you can't hear what they're saying, which you don't know which is worse, whether you're like just hearing the, or literally hearing words. And so you, but it's just, ah. Yeah, no. Anyway, I can't wait to see Get Out in theaters here in a couple weeks. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have. Any people like that in there? Um, hopefully, no, people will just suck. be too gripped, gripped by the movie. Um, hopefully, if anyone's in there. Um, but to top off the twenties, it will be a Wes Anderson movie, and this one—it's four. 
Yes. It is fourth. And I feel like it is much higher on yours, if I had mm-hmm. to guess. Um, but this is where I have 2021, the French Dispatch, mm. by our good old friend Wes Anderson. And, I mean, I don't know if it's the recency bias for Asteroid City, and that's why it's above it. I don't think so. Every time I ask myself, I'm like, I really don't think so. I think I really do enjoy it more. Um, it's not much higher up. Like to to my next West, I guess is at fifteen. I guess there is mm. five spots. Um, but this this one is the French Dispatch is like it's different. I don't know than like his other movies. It's it's a bunch of mm. different movies, like shorts that are all part of a bigger movie. And like I don't know I I don't like it's every individual kind of movie that's in there I want the full length like I want, I want an entire movie of that yeah each of them which is crazy um and then just how it all ties itself together at the end is is just is just super nice like I don't know I I love that the first time I watched it I was I was a little I guess confused as to what was going on um. But then, like on second, like I don't know this. This one is is a in a. It's just absolutely easy to watch. I could watch this this movie all the time. Like oh, I don't know. It's, over, you you, you get so many different, like I don't know. I don't like it's it's kind of I wouldn't say like different genres because it's all kind of like in the same tone ish. But like visually, yeah. it's different. Like from from like jump to jump, um, and it's just more of like the d- different perspectives, the different people, yeah, different, different were, the characters that yeah, we're man. focusing on. That's that's like what really changes is the characters, and like, oh, it's it's just so fun going like from from jump to jump, and then being like, where you know, like the first time I'm like, how does this have to do with anything? You know, I didn't get that it was just each author. Yeah, like having their, like their, their own, own story, their own story. I, I did. I, it did not click the first time that I was watching that. And I'm like, what is Wes trying to tell me right now? I'm like, <laughs> it, like, what is going on? I'm like, I am missing the cue to this or something like that. Um, But like in a, like the first time, like I might not have understood that it was it was just the magazine thing. But like I'm like, God damn, does this movie look great? Like and like the performances in it are insane. Like this cast mm. is nuts. Like it is it just like I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like Wes just does it does it differently. And ooh, is this I haven't been checking for Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards. I believe this one does have a Kansas City Film Critics Circle. It has quite Award. a few. Um not three BAFTA awards um it indeed the best original screenplay at the kansas city film Critics circle awards that's how you know it was Uh, deserving of that man there's a uh there's a big like debate that has been i mean it's been a couple weeks since it was raging on twitter but it was like story 
what's most important to you when you're watching a movie? Is it the visuals or is it the story? Is it what you're looking at or is it the story that's being told? And mm-hmm. obviously, I don't think it's so either or. I think a blend mm-hmm. is the the most optimal optimal option here. But I think a story with a good story with bad visuals is actually worse than a gorgeous movie with little to no story. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and there's there's a balance there. But this is one of those ones that like vibes over story is kind of what this is. It's just it's just like how you just sit back and you fucking feel this, man. That's all. You know, uh there was that there was that Christopher Nolan quote that was like, uh, you know, I, I I don't know exactly what it means. What does this mean? And he goes, "Don't fucking worry, man. Just sit back and enjoy it. Like that's all, you know. Like it's and that's just uh, hmm. sometimes you got to do that with a movie. And I think this is one of those perfect examples where it's like, uh, you can obviously try to parse through like, uh, how do these connect? What does it mean? What is it? What what is this? And uh, but ultimately, what you're going to come to is like. Man, that was that was just fucking cool, you know. That was just a that was a good looking movie, and it had this rhythm to it that was electric. It's just a, uh, I fucking love that movie, man. So yeah, it's it's not this episode. I will not be topping off this episode mm-hmm. with the French Dispatch at twenty by any means. But um, it is a West movie. Is it a West? Did you say it, it is not? Because you had Life Aquatic. Oh, there's fantastic. Oh, I just didn't color it because I haven't said Fantastic Mr. Fox yet. I'm. I don't know. I like the, how we're coloring the ones that have already been said. Yeah, I do too. It's very satisfying. Oh, and hey, that. everybody, if you uh, join my Discord server or our Discord server, you'd have access to this very document that we look at mm. as we do this. Uh, it's it's available on our Discord. So uh, if anybody wants to come through and I fuck with you, I'll let you in. But uh, there's a lot of pages on there. I, there is. Uh, I believe it's in the Bloom files. Mm. Yeah. Yes, the Bloom Files, the Penny Bloom Master Sheet. It is right there. Yeah, we put, put a lot of work into this Excel Excel file. That's for oh, sure. Oh, dude, it's a gorgeous Excel file. It is. It um, has been evolving. For and if we're, uh, frankly, we could probably be like way ahead on some other stuff at times, and you'd you'd get spoilers for what we're eventually going to talk true. about. But uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that would that's not the point of them. You know, it's 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 what we it's it's how we discuss it. That's the point of it. But it's uh, like it ultimate time capsule as well exactly can can look back at all this all this stuff but but yeah okay well i topped it off i got my 10 done french dissy i don't know why i went there french dispatch french Um, dissy to top it off what i got a got this is another one in that matrix vein Oh yeah, that's right. You said it would be twenty. The other one that I am confident will not be for a couple weeks on your one. Um, I think I already. This is this is the top of one of those directors. I don't. I've got. I've had two of his movies so far. This is the third. This is where I have 2014's Interstellar, directed by Christopher Nolan. It's okay. It's it is, okay. <laughs> it's okay to have a wrong opinion. Some no, I'm kidding. It is, yeah. No, you you are right in that this will be much much later on. Um, 
Yeah. No, nah, man. Um, I don't know. I guess I, did. I, I have, I could talk about this movie. Um, I could oh, probably dude, do a college know. course over this movie. Yeah, right. Um, oh, dude, I fucking love it, man. It's, uh, it's, it's so emotionally riveting at so many points. You know, I think it's probably Matthew McConaughey's best work. Um, I love Anne Hathaway in it. I think that, uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema's photography of this movie is, uh, it's one yeah. of his best. It's one of his best. I think, uh, Probably, I think I'd put it top three Hoyt for me. Top three Hoyt Van Hoytema. I've already said Oppenheimer, and I'm yet to say my top one Hoyt Van Hoytema uh, photography experience. Uh, but we will get there next week, um, probably. Hmm. Uh, but Interstellar, man. It's... Uh, Hans oh, Zimmer in there Hans as well. You know, this is far and away... This is far and away Hans Zimmer's best score ever, and I think it's the last great score he's done. Um, it's un. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that oh, score so is so good. Oh my god, there's so many different feelings. I, I like. I'll listen to that score. That's that is a movie where I know exactly the scene that is playing out with the songs that are on there. Like I'm like mm-hmm. it. It just gets me to think about it. Like the score alone can get me to be like, oh well, I'm watching Interstellar again tonight. It's happening again. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Um, I don't know. Been quite a few for me. Um, um, it's been a I, lot. It has been a lot for I. Um, I'm kind of a. It's kind of in a similar spot for me as Wolf of Wall Street, where it's kind of like a once a year sort of thing. Every year since I've seen it, mm. um, for the first time. Yeah, I've I've only logged it twice on Letterbox. Once in February of 2022, and then once again in July of 2023. July 24th, by the way, which means I saw it like right before or right after, right after Oppenheimer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's been uh, probably in the 20s, if I had to guess. Maybe. I'd say the higher teens, but maybe 20s, if I had to throw a number at it. I like that. I like that. uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's no... Better fusion of just nerd shit. Yeah, and everything a, you a, love. A love story. I mean, yeah, there's. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I I I don't know. I can't. I just every time I watch it, I'm expecting it one time. One time, like fine, maybe eventually I'll be like, oh, I don't notice anything more about this movie that I didn't notice the first time, and that I just yeah, make right. it more. It happens every time. I'm like, what the fuck? How is it? like? And I could just be reading way too deep into it. I probably am, but like that, it's I don't know. There's just like little things that I that I I I, I find every watch that I'm like, oh my god, it, it makes me think of the movie in a whole different way, and then I'm like. Oh my god, now I have to think of this, and this, and this, and it, it, it just, it keeps going, it keeps snowballing, the movie's only gotten better for me, um, it literally won a Nobel Prize, holy fuck, in physics, like, holy sh- they literally made the most accurate simulation of a black hole ever, for a movie, because Christopher Nolan demanded it, Yep. that we need to show the people the real shit, um, you wouldn't actually see anything. It is a black hole. It is the point. Right. Uh, light, even light doesn't escape. You wouldn't see anything. But it's movie magic. And Dude, it, I, I guess you can still see it from a certain angle. I guess. 
we would see something like this. Um, in theory, nah, man. I uh, anyway, I yeah, I just I just adore it, man. It's one of those things that like uh, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, which I didn't realize, yeah. but it's not. No, it's uh, it's, okay. it's 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 kind of either you love it or you just can't stand it, which is kind of bizarre to me. I can't I. I can't understand mm. fully not enjoying this movie, but I guess I can see where someone might be coming from. I've heard the critiques and I'm like, yeah, if you're a logician over here, maybe you won't fucking, maybe you won't like this movie, but like, uh, a lot of science, like there's, there's a lot of science in there. Like, I mean, mm. and at some point, like, I don't know. People just kind of tone out science in movies. Like it's like, well, it's a movie; it'll all be figured out. Like I don't like I don't need to know how this is gonna work or think like because like that's the thing. The the actual like the more you know about space and stuff like that, I feel like that it makes Interstellar a better movie. Like like knowing the consequences of all of this stuff. Like people people don't think about time dilation. That's not a that's not a thing that any human thinks about on the day to day. Like if I go to this planet, I'm going to be, it's eight hours back on earth or, you know, whatever it happened to be one hour or whatever, eight years, one hour is eight years. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I, they obviously there's stuff in there that's dramatized and, and made for the story, but a lot of it is, is just very, very real science, which is really cool. They did, they did their homework on a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, and I see a lot of people say stuff about how like the love twist at the end, where it's like uh like that being what it's about, kind of derails what the movie had been up to that point. But I disagree wholeheartedly. You know, I think that mm. uh, I think that's if we're watching this movie for the fucking lecture, go to a fucking lecture, man. Like, it's go, go. love Tars, love Tars. It's love all cars. about love. That movie, oh my god, the best parts of the movie are about love. The science stuff is cool, and it's flashy. It's it's cool. The best parts of that movie are the love stuff. Like when Brant is talking about, like, yeah, uh, I do want to go to this planet because the smallest shred of a doubt, like the smallest possibility of possibly seeing his face again is enough to get me to do it, and love is pulling me across the whole fucking universe to go mm. do this. So, I don't know. We don't understand it. Maybe there is something behind it. And then, you know, the two guy scientists are just like, all right, so chart a course for the other planet. You know, yeah. you know, <laughs> it turns out she was right, too. So that's yeah. fucking funny. She's actually right. And then, like, I don't, like, it, I think it's a beautiful ending, you know? I like, think so, too, man. No need for a second movie, either. I'd love it, just because. Like, I, the world they build is pretty, like, I think that this is pretty cool. Like, just... I mean, it would literally just be raising a new human colony, so I don't really know what the movie... Like, there's nothing that's going to, like, stand up to the the twists and, and everything that happened in the first one. I don't I don't know how you'd really do that again. Um, so, I, like, there's no... Like, I, I don't really push for, like, an Interstellar 2, even though how, how much I love it. Like, it's perfect the way it is. I don't need any more. Um... No, I'm with you. It just uh, the, again, the only reason it falls to this is to 20 is just because it doesn't have the rewatch value for me that it seems to have for you. Um, mm. uh, I do enjoy revisiting the movie, but I uh, I do find it. I have to. I have. I have to be in the mood. This is not one of those ones where it's like mm. you want to watch Interstellar. I could say no to that question depending on the day. 
Uh, it's just, it's a long one. Uh, and it, yeah, I, I turn it down even. Oh yeah. Uh, it, is, it is a long one. It is a commitment you got to make. That's for sure. And I want to lock all the way in. I want, I want to want that, to lock. And that's all a movie you got to lock into to really yeah. get the most out of it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't have quite as much revisit value as some of the other ones that I have here. And when we get into the top twenty, that's a uh, that's a really really high determining factor for uh, for making the top is the the emotions it evokes out of me and how much I can just watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it mm. and watch it. You oh know? my god, we have yeah. two episodes left. Oh my god, we're like we are in the tens. Yep, we got nineteen, uh, eleven through nineteen next week. We're gonna we're gonna shorten it up. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. yes, yes. We're gonna shorten it up next week and just do uh, nine films next week, so that we can have a nice, sexy top ten mm-hmm. in the uh, need that in the finale. There, um, very very excited for that. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm 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 ecstatic. I've got some good fucking movies. In my tens, man, and uh, mm. it's getting it's getting there. I'm like, uh, there's still a few that I know we have in common mm-hmm. that have not been said, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. One, two, three, four, five. I think we have five in common, maybe six that have not been said by either of us. So we but we we have a few that overlap in the top twenty. It's just a matter of where they fall within that and uh i'm very excited to find out mm-hmm. but uh yeah man i'm uh i'm loving this project and i i already can't wait to revisit it at some point in the future because like i've said between every week there's been new movies i've watched that i would 100 percent be adding into this yeah um movies are great it's movies are so fucking good yeah. man there's i love a, i love a fucking movie too i do love ones. a fucking movie um Maybe we'll do like a top 20 worst movies <laughs> of all time. You know, I don't know how many, how many actual shit movies. I don't I know seen. that I could even, or I don't even think yeah. I could, I don't even think I have a top 20 least favorite, just like viscerally. I watched like, once. Oh, and I, I never, hated that movie. I've never like, done that. that. I've never yeah. like, yeah, like I've never done that. Before. I'm just not built for that. Uh, I saw something on Twitter the other day that was like, uh, half star reveal on Letterboxd, and it was like twelve movies, and it was bait. It had to have been bait, mm-hmm. but like, uh, but like a bunch of people were like responding with their half star ratings on Letterboxd. I don't have a single half star rating Damn. on Letterboxd. That's not something I do. Uh, yeah. like even Catwoman, which I didn't love, mm-hmm. I gave I gave at least a star, bro. Like a half yeah. star. What are we doing here? Damn. That's that's bad. You gotta hate that movie. You gotta like actually come away like offended or something. Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure one of the ones on that list was like Oppenheimer. So I was like, okay, so you can't take this person seriously. Um, okay. Yeah, profiteering off the war still. No, no. Like I've heard people say that. Like get over it. Stop using <laughs> World War Two as an IP. You know, like. Stop making money off of tragedy. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's a time I, in history that is so fascinating is to examine. And it's about, I, I don't know, man. It just pisses me off. But uh, 
Yeah, man. That does conclude that, though, for us. And that's mm-hmm. uh, the 20s are behind us, and we got the top mm-hmm. 19 to go. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my, my God. God. And then on to Scorsese, dude. Then on to Scorsese. Oh. Is it Scorsese? I've heard Scorsese. Scorsese is the more popular way to say it, uh, to be sure. Um, but who knows, man? We are three weeks away mm-hmm. from the Scorsese beginning. Uh, we're doing the King of Comedy on October 4th. We've got uh, six movies slated in anticipation of Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the, the King of Comedy October 4th, After Hours October 6th, Casino October 11th, Gangs of New York October 13th, Shutter Island, October 18th, and The Irishman, October 20th. And then The Mm -hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon is slotted for October 25th. Mm. We got a lot to look forward to, and I am so, so, so excited to do that. Um, But in the meantime... Wes Anderson drop in there. Yes, we will. September 27th. Be on the lookout for the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, which we will be obligated to cover. As you know, once we've covered everything an artist has done, such as Wes, such as Greta, mm-hmm. um, I guess we do have one Greta left that we can go back and if we ever want to cover nights and weekends, mm. we got that in the mm-hmm. bag. Um, but as far as our solo stuff, you know, if we've covered everything you have. I kind of want to cover everything you're going to have. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of what I want to do. Sounds now. right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have some, we'll have some Wes, whatever Wes is doing. We're going to talk about it. That's a guarantee. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, until Scorsese here in a uh, here in a few weeks, uh, next Wednesday, we continue with the tens, 19 through 11. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. very, very excited for that. And then top 10 is in two weeks from today. Ooh. Um, we continue our comic book movie journey through film this Friday with Spider-Man three, where we'll be joined by Michael Muehlberger, who has joined us for Batman forever, Spider-Man and Spider-Man two. So that's very, very exciting. Um, we will continue the comic book movie journey through film next Friday and conclude the second season of the comic book movie journey through film, if you will, with uh, fantastic four rise of the silver surfer. And then next Monday, we continue Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast with Season 5, Episode 5, titled Kill the Boy. And I'm Mm -hmm. so very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, with that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including any and all discussions on Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just saw Bottoms this weekend. So I, like I said at the top of the episode, and I am writing a review for that here in the next couple of days, if not already having done it. Um, so that'll be there for the dollar fifty tier. Dollar fifty tier will get you written content. Uh, Three dollars will get you the written content plus audio content, which is what Ahsoka conversations have been. Um, you get early access to any comic book movie stuff that we have already recorded. And I'm assuming since we're taking quite the break from releasing them, that Patreon is about to get flooded with some comic book movie content. Mm. You know, we got Iron Man slated as the first one back post the Scorsese um, director spotlight. And who knows how early that could be up on the Patreon. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, 
Yeah, we got a lot planned, and I'm so very excited. Um, if you would, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever it is you might be listening, and to stand in solidarity with sag after and WGA and their struggle against the studios. Uh, fuck a scab and fuck anybody who disagrees. Uh, they, they, they deserve their money, man. They're working hard on the shit that we watch. And uh, if you watch it on a streaming service, they're not making any fucking money from that. And that's how most shit gets washed. So it, it, it only makes sense that uh, they get paid for it. I think that's, that, that shouldn't be a hot take. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And since we had three each, I'm going to leave us with this. Peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm.